0: Xbox Game Pass looks like it could be in trouble, as they may need to reevaluate how they're structuring Xbox Game Pass as a subscription model. We're going to break down how it's failing to hit targets, and they're also seemingly playing it down and changing their tone, which might mean they're going to change their approach, as well as there was some recent commentary from Phil Spencer about the need to increase prices and when that might happen if you like these types of videos hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them i put all the information right here at the beginning so that you don't have to worry about missing it or going and searching for it in the broadcast i am a live streamer that's why this video is a little bit longer but i put all the good information right here at the beginning this is a reforge update Is Xbox Game Pass in trouble is the question many people are asking after some reports are coming out, as well as a change in tone from commentary by Phil Spencer as well as Microsoft about the subscription service. If you like these quick uploads, hit subscribe and the bell button, and that way you won't miss the upload. So GameIndustry.biz said that Xbox is changing its tone On Game Pass, their big takeaway was that Microsoft's latest financials and Phil Spencer's subsequent comments during the Wall Street Journal Live event felt like a shift in tone. The big takeaway for some is how Microsoft, for the second quarter running, failed to hit its targets around Game Pass subscription growth. So VGCharts.com has the numbers here. Xbox Game Pass did not see growth in Microsoft's most recent fiscal year. However, it failed to miss, I'm sorry, it did see growth in the most recent fiscal year. However, it failed to miss their internal target number according to a new financial filing made SEC that shows the annual target tied to pay for SEO Satya Nadella. Microsoft set a target of 72.88% for Xbox Game Pass in 2022's fiscal year, which ended June 30th of 2022, the actual growth was 28.07%. This is the second year in a row Microsoft failed to reach its forecast. So they forecasted some growth, had a target of 72, and they hit 28 that's quite a bit lower than what they were hoping for. Now, Games Industry Biz says this is not conclusive. I'm reluctant to draw conclusions from results posted during the last six months. Not only has there been a significant lack of major titles, but it also covers the first full post lockdown summer when people actually went on holiday. It was inevitable video game targets were going to be missed, and Microsoft isn't the only one to experience that. Sony saw a drop in PS Plus subscribers as well. They attributed that to the fact that they're having a drop off on PS4, they're waiting for PS5 resaturation, and they did say summer, wait, you know, they typically see that because people are traveling. However, Phil's comments feel like a shift in tone, according to Game Industry, but what was more noticeable were the comments that came alongside the news. Phil Spencer estimated that Game Pass will probably only account for around 15% of Xbox's content and services revenue going forward when he stated, quote, we don't have the future where I think 50 to 70% of our revenue comes from subscriptions. This seems like a big shift. Many people thought that was the future of the Xbox games division, was that the Game Pass subscription funnel would be at the center of everything, and they've spent a lot. According to the article, 15% sounds low when you consider the billions of dollars that Microsoft has spent on games and developers all in the name of game pass surely this wasn't the dream I, I i tend to agree every time we've covered this we thought game pass is the focus it's why they're buying titles it's why they're buying developers and now we're hearing it almost feel like it's downplayed they did face three challenges with growing the funnel of game pass you had the sickie where everybody had to stay at home they're also competing with really big free to play games and consumer trends don't seem to line up with needing a subscription service there's the reality according to the article that a lot of people only play a handful of games a year that means a subscription service just doesn't make much sense this could also account for sony's decline in subscribers people just see there's so many games in here i don't need all of this and then the value transmission breaks down There also may be a reason for the tone shift. All of these are legitimate reasons as to why Microsoft may be playing down the potential of Game Pass, particularly on consoles, which is where Spencer says growth is starting to slow. They had lower than expected, and this just doesn't seem to be the model. It may sound negative and a significant change in tone for Xbox, but the truth is it's not radically different from what we've heard before. Apparently, GameIndustry.biz... They interviewed Sarah Bond, the VP, last year, and according to them, she told us that Microsoft doesn't expect subscriptions to become the dominant business model, and it's something the company has repeated, although 15% still seems lower than expected. This is also a really great defense against the regulators. One of the big concerns from the UK regulator is around Game Pass and Microsoft's potential dominance in the game subscription and streaming space. By revealing that Game Pass accounts for just 15% of its content and service business, Xbox is pointing out that even if Game Pass becomes the most popular subscription service in games, it's ultimately just one business model and not the biggest one. My prediction in all of this, and I want to know what you think about this, so answer below in the comments. I think Microsoft is just shifting to mobile and software. The acquisition of Activision Blizzard and their focus on mobile is what they're interested in. That's where the money is. I think Game Pass has taken a back seat or a side seat. It's not the central focus, and I think it's because they're not seeing the growth they wanted to see. It's not in line with what most consumers are looking for, and I just don't think it's a sustainable model when you think about profit and how much they have to spend to feed the Game Pass funnel with big new titles. As I said, let me know what you think in the comments below. Check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream live. Hit subscribe and that bell button on this video, so I can see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is obviously something we've been covering ongoing with our own predictions about Game Pass is it viable is it something that can work sony saw a decline in subscriptions i know people are going to bring that up so i made sure to include that in the coverage this isn't like me saying oh yeah look at look at how bad game pass is doing sony also saw a decline however they saw an increase in revenue which might mean people are picking the larger subscriptions to make up for the loss of the people that canceled what's good feed i see you in the chat I feel like at this point it would make more sense for Microsoft to just go third-party publisher. With the number of studios they're going to have if the acquisition goes through, it just makes more sense to do that instead of focus on Game Pass. Games just feel recycled and done, nothing groundbreaking or novel. What's good, Captain Steve? Thanks for bringing your, your, your folks over here this morning. The only games I'm slightly interested in are Beyond Good and Evil 2, Nightingale, Meet Your Maker, Lo-Fi... I am very excited. Obviously, our second show today will be God of War Ragnarok Reviews. So don't worry. We know the review embargo drops in like two and a half hours. We're going to use our members-only stream in the middle of the day to prep for that. So it's a good motivation to be a member here. You can be a part of that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for God of War Ragnarok and like Hellblade and some other big titles. Game Pass is sustainable and profitable and is growing. The 70% is an inflated number. Yeah, but the problem is, Mo is even Phil Spencer is saying that it's not the focus. Like, I don't think it is sustainable, and I don't think it is profitable, especially when, think about what you're saying. It's only going to make up 15% of their revenue, and look at the money they're spending to feed it. I, I've always described it as the little shop of horrors. you know, uh, flower pot. It's like, feed me, feed me. You got to keep feeding game pass sorry discord good morning discord you have to keep feeding game pass really big titles well how do you keep feeding game pass really big titles we got to spend a ton of money and listen if the industry if the industry is not in line with it if consumers are not in line with subscription model then subscription model is not going to be a profitable endeavor it's going to be a side piece right it's going to be this side piece thing Spencer said it's profitable. Okay, so I'm not trying to say it's not profitable. What I'm saying is, as a profitable, sustainable model, it's not their focus anymore. Sure, it's making money, but it's not the central piece of Xbox, which is what we thought. We thought for sure this is Microsoft's play. Some of you guys in here right now were constantly telling me that game pass is gonna take over day and date big titles it's the thing no it's not it's 15% and it's failed to hit their projections two years in a row it's not it's not the only way it becomes like the big big central profitable piece you've you've got to have you've got to have way more people and it needs to account for way more revenue look at the money they're spending to keep it going to make it interesting. Even Phil Spencer admitted that they they don't they haven't had enough big launches. I think that's probably one of the reasons Game Pass isn't hitting the mark is because they don't have big titles launching. That really hurt them, I think. Subscriptions can be growing all they want. It's clearly not profitable. And as a consumer, it makes no sense for me to pay for a subscription for a year to play one to three games. Eugene says Game Pass has hit saturation. Anyone on Xbox that would get it has it. PC Game Pass is the only opportunity for real growth. Yeah, they touched on that. They said that they, you know, they're hoping to see, you know, good growth. Um,. Truly ignorant question, but when did Game Pass first come out? I actually don't know the answer to that question. We'd have to research that. I would have expected twenty-five to thirty percent of the revenue. Fifteen percent is way below my expectation of their profitability for that service, right, Detective Seeds? Like that's my point. Is like you can you can you know technically be like, oh, it's profitable, it's making money. Okay what budget line items are you moving around to say that if you acquire blizzard activision for the 70 billion dollars that you're paying for it so much of that is is going to go on game pass there's no way you're making that money back if 15 percent is what game pass amounts to what that doesn't even make any sense that that's that's gonna be a completely different structure which is why I ended my open my show open I said they're focused on software and mobile that's what they want that's where the money is I don't think the money is in the subscription model it isn't this is why I think you're a Sony fanboy I think the Sony model of if you want to try this game in our subscription you can and then you have to buy it because Think about what they said in this breakdown from GameIndustry.biz. They basically said, listen, most people play one or two games a year, maybe three. That's not conducive to a subscription model where you have tons and tons of games. People are going to feel like they're getting way more than they need. Well, what's beautiful about a trial system is you can use that subscription funnel as a way to test out stuff before you buy it so those one to three games that you buy every year is well more informed thank you d for 15 months of membership and thank you for being on a full membership if you are currently paying for a membership on my channel i need you to be at a full membership or vip full membership is a dollar more than what you're probably on right now use the exclamation point upgrade command in chat click the link and then upgrade to full or vip i need you to do that before december Starting in December, that $5 membership is intended to only be gifted members so we can create a dividing line. Paying members are going to get more than gifteds. That's what we're going towards. So I want to give you guys more, but we have to create that dividing line. Please do that before... Uh the December what we get in December. Also, smash a like button, guys. Go through your morning ritual. We have so many people already here this morning. Make sure you're not on top chat. You won't see what everybody in chat is saying. Mo says they're focusing on mobile because they are not in that realm. They're making more options to add to the funnel. Well, but they're also focusing on mobile because it's an insane amount of money, right? Like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I th- l- listen. It's going to sound like I'm a broken record, but I've been trying to tell the Xbox guys for a while they were looking at the deal too small. They weren't thinking big enough. They were simply thinking about exclusivity and Game Pass. And I was like, no. There's no way that's all they're spending money on. I said the 900 IQ play is they get to throw this property on Game Pass and add value to their subscription while simultaneously selling the software elsewhere. That's the play. That's the 900 IQ play. And, and, I, and I kept getting told by people, and now we see the numbers, and it's like Game Pass is not doing that well. They're failing to hit projections. It's only going to be 15% of their revenue, right? There's just no way. I'm telling you, this is the future for Microsoft. Game Pass is a side piece. Game Pass is not the central focus, and for a while, that's what I thought their entire goal was, but then the more we looked at the Blizzard Activision deal, I thought it can't always be about Game Pass. There's no way you're recouping the cost of a $70 billion acquisition if all those titles and properties are going on Game Pass and nowhere else. You're not making your money back. It also doesn't sound like their dollar membership entry point has been paying off as much as they wanted to. Sure, Game Pass has made them a ton of money, but it sounds like it's not being sustained. Right, that's another thing. Like, imagine giving people the ability to get on it for a dollar and your growth patterns aren't hitting your projections. I think Game Pass exists in a world uh, where it's sustainable with indies and Big AAA a few months after release. I did not see the interview. Did he touch... On the revenue shifting from AAA titles hitting Game Pass to a more consistent pace, I'm shocked that revenue stream is so low. Game Pass is doing very well. They didn't fail to hit projections. They failed to hit CEO bonus numbers. No, no, no. That's not what it said, Mo. That's not what it said. According to VG charts, they said that Microsoft set a target of 72.8% for Xbox Game Pass in the 2022 fiscal year, which ended in June 30th. The actual growth of that number was 28.07%. Now, obviously, it was tied to the pay of the CEO... But that, that's not the only thing going on. You're acting like some CEO is like, hit this number, I want a bonus. They didn't hit the number. Come on. They didn't hit their projections. Don't spin that. That's not the appropriate read of that. Oh, it was all about the CEO's bonus. That We know because they don't report their stuff to the public. That's why the only reason we know about it is because of the CEO's bonus. That 70% is the CEO's numbers. It's an internal number. Can we get 37 more likes on the chat? Gee, many Christmas. In 2020, they had a prediction of 71% growth. They grew 85 game pass growth. Uh, 28% is a very light year, and a very light year is really good. What? No, that's not true. Oh my gosh. We're in that weird thing where you guys are just saying stuff that isn't true. That's not true. All of the reports have shown two years in a row they have failed to hit their Game Pass growth projections. I'm not saying they're not growing. I'm saying they had projections for growth that they failed to hit. CEO's number in order to get their bonuses, these are super inflated numbers. Oh my word. Okay. This could have been worse. Satya not getting a bonus could not make him happy that Phil isn't hitting numbers. Wade says, My take has always been this is not sustainable. It's been positioned as a loss leader, but they're failing to put out any AAA content. Between this and the stuff coming out about the hardware being sold at such a loss, it seems pretty clear that they want to move to content and away from hardware. This is what we've been saying for a while, exactly, Suede. Did you see the recent reports about the money they lose on the consoles? Like, they're losing so much money on hardware. I guarantee you Microsoft is saying, turn yourselves into a software publisher. Get the frick out of the hardware business. The dongle, the TVs with Game Pass... An internal number and the CEO number, which is the 70%. Okay, I don't need to bang on the projection number. That has nothing to do with with this morning's conversation that's a line item in my in my debate point that you're going to hammer away on that means virtually nothing the amount of money that they have spent on acquisitions and companies and games and then game pass is only making up 15 percent of their revenue that's a cause for you to say this is not the central thrust anymore game pass is not what we thought it was Things we've learned this year. Microsoft can't convert PlayStation users, and Game Pass has hit saturation on Xbox. What does that tell you? Time to sell software. Right. This is not a Microsoft hit piece. This is evidence in the shift. We have been predicting for a while that Microsoft is going to shift to a more software-driven model, and this is evidence of that. This is not a hit piece on Microsoft. Don't come in here and feel like you need to defend Microsoft. All I'm saying is what I've been saying for a while. They are shifting to where the real money is, and the real money is selling software on every dadgum platform that you can. If they get the acquisition to go through, if the Xbox Blizzard Activision deal goes through, this is exactly what we've been saying. It's not about Game Pass. It's about selling software everywhere. Hardware will always be made. Doubt. 20 years from now, no. Hardware production from these companies and distribution will not be the focus any longer. No way. Microsoft's invested in the cloud. They're invested in Play Everywhere. They're invested in software ownership and distribution. Hardware's not their focus. 20 years from now, you're not even going to think about buying hardware. You're like, what are you talking about, bro? What do you mean mean I need a box? What are you talking about? You're going to play everything through your television, through the internet. That's where they're going. That's why Microsoft said in interviews a couple of years ago, their true competitors are Google and Amazon. They'll keep making software, but hardware will always be made if there is a demand for it. Listen, it's not that I'm not saying they're going to stop making hardware. I'm saying it won't be the focus. But you're, you're missing the forest for the trees, Mo. I'm not saying no more hardware. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Microsoft is shifting its focus to software. And what that means is... It means that you are going to see a very, very sharp difference in strategy going forward. It's not about getting you to buy an Xbox. It's not about getting you to buy an Xbox. That's not. They don't care about that anymore. If it was about getting you to buy an Xbox, they would be having a very different strategy... They lost that war. The Xbox One sealed that fate. Xbox One sealed that fate. They're, 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 they're not in a position to give a rip about moving hardware. They'll sell hardware. They'll, they'll, they'll have it be a part of what they do. But their focus is shifting away from that. 100%. Nice new camera angle. Oh, thank you, Captain Steve. Yeah, we got another Sony A6000 for the Lego channel, and when we, we put an automatic timer on just to change things up when we're streaming. So, this is I I hope people don't think like, oh my gosh, this is just another hit piece on Microsoft. No, this is probably going to be very good for them to shift focus away from Game Pass. To shift focus away from hardware we get a couple more likes, guys? There's over 400 of you here. I need you to come in and go through a ritual. Anytime you come to my channel, I need you smashing that like button if you can promise me the same performance of a physical series x on an app on my tv i would never buy a console again if internet infrastructure in the west can catch up to the rest of the dadgum world then cloud solutions will become far more normal but it's going to take a long time that's why i said like 20 years from now you're not going to think about gaming the way that you think about gaming right now in 20 years you're going to be gaming always through some form of connection not always, I'm sorry. A majority of gaming experiences will not be linked to hardware in 20 years. No way. You'll be you'll be playing through cloud. And keep in mind, I'm saying in 20 years. Like 2040, bro, you're going to be doing a lot of your gaming through the cloud. That's coming. That's that's not that's not a that's not a that's not a hard prediction to make. After the deal goes through, they will focus on the Asian region. So they'll be buying something from there? I think they're gonna struggle to buy something from there because most Korean and Japanese owned companies will not sell to an American company. I had some guy leave me that comment like Microsoft could buy Sony if they wanted. No, they couldn't. That's not a thing, nor will it ever be a thing. They have the money, sure, but they're not gonna do it. If games become online only, I'm done with gaming. You have to see you have to see that the, the, the the singularity is almost here, okay? The rate at which technology advances and improves hasn't hit its fever pitch yet. There will come a day you're 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 thinking as if needing to be online is going to be a barrier in 20 years. It's not going to be a barrier in 20 years. Homie, in my lifetime, a cell phone went from being something you had to put in the trunk of your car and was the size of a computer to this. I have the power of a supercomputer from the 80s in my hand. That's in my lifetime that has happened. I'm 40 years old. I'm holding a supercomputer in my hand. In, in our lifetime, it will happen. The singularity will take place. Technology will advance at a rate that we can't predict. And when that happens, you're not going to think the way that you're thinking right now. You simply won't. It's already... the tech. The technology compounding effect is already taking place. It's already taking place. They're already developing tech that's like that's already surpassing tech from two years ago faster than they used to. Technology advancement isn't slowing down. It's speeding up. Nanotech, AI, integrating brains with technology. Technology is not slowing down. It's speeding up. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't think people understand. This idea that like, oh, cloud and playing online, oh my gosh, what a joke. Homie, in 20 years, you're not going to think like that. Standards and presumptions will shift. Imagine being a child today. You are born today and and you grow up imagine my kids when they're teenagers the technological integration and assumptions that they will have they're not even going to they're not even going to understand the world that i grew up in when i didn't have a cell phone when i was a kid that won't even make sense to them it won't we've gone from you know cassettes to cd's digital music in the span of my lifetime like if you look at every technological medium and how fast it's changed i don't think you're understanding how fast it's going to it's going to switch Now, again, we're getting off the beaten trail here. This is why I think if you go back and you look at Phil Spencer's comments on Microsoft isn't competing with Sony, Microsoft is competing with Amazon and Google. Amazon, Google, and Microsoft have their eyes on the horizon, and the horizon and the shift in technology is seamless, cloud, cloud. No hardware needed. That's where things are headed. Now, I'm not saying that you won't still be able to buy hardware, have a really strong computer, have a really strong console. I'm not saying any of those things because it, in conjunction with what I'm saying, as technology advances, it will become, according to Elon Musk, it'll become way more affordable. So the pieces and the parts will become so readily available and so consumable and you can create them so cheaply a really really insanely strong console in the future should actually work against inflation and go down in price those are predictions made by you know tech analysts and tech specialists we'll see if that actually happens if that happens and that means really advanced hardware that you'll be buying in 15 or 20 years should start to descend in cost not increase in cost which means then you will be able to buy really great hardware if you want it but there will be people that think that that's nuts there are kids being born right now that when they get into their 20s, okay, so it's 2022. There are babies right now being born that when they turn 20, they're going to look at you like you're weird because you have all this hardware in your home. Look, like, what the frick are you doing? You just buy a TV and you're done. You just plug it into the internet and you're done. You don't need any of that stuff. Why do you have all of that? I'm telling you, that's going to be a thing. They're going to look at you like you're weird. They're like, why do you have all this stuff? Court Reed won't always, uh, won't allow that to happen. It depends. There's a tipping point, Butters, because you're saying corporate greed, but corporate greed will drive max saturation and max profit. Max profit could likely be driven by maximizing your entry point and getting tons of people to buy it. Corporate greed makes, you know, t-shirts at Walmart dirt cheap. Imagine when you were a kid thinking that you'd be able to buy clothes and food for the prices that you see at Walmart, right? Corporate greed can drive prices down when you can oversaturate the market with really, really cheaply made products. So if you can have cheaply made products that are insanely strong and powerful, then yes, they will have cost driven way, way down because they'll be able to maximize the amount of people that can buy it. Think of how many cities and urban centers in the world right now that in 20 years are projected to see growth and density of population and all those people are gonna be at a revenue threshold of not being able to buy your super expensive techno gadget well if it's lower in price you will be able to be surpassing virtually every other technological funnel out there you'll be selling stuff hand over fist if you can do what what Elon predicts if you can drive all those things down and then make it so readily affordable and available your consumer base just quadrupled (laughs) no houses to keep your hardware in have you, have you studied anything about urbanization and cities and population density and growth and what's happening on the globe? That If you think most of the world's living in huts, then book a flight and leave America for a little bit. That simply isn't true. The urbanization of the globe is here. It's, people don't live in huts anymore, man. And as far as the internet infrastructure goes, it's, it's going fast. We are woefully behind in the West. We are very behind in the West. We don't have the infrastructure that some of these places are getting. Now, we might get there eventually. That's one of the biggest barriers for cloud-based technology is the internet infrastructure. It's not It's not catching up. It's like battery technology catching up with what people want to do with vehicles. Battery technology has to catch up. There's always a bottleneck of tech advancement. And right now, internet infrastructure is the bottleneck in America. It's like, well, cloud could be doing very well here, but our internet infrastructure is garbage. ripped to emulation when there's no hardware you can only play games you're being sold right i mean that would be a concern right if everything goes on the cloud if everything becomes you know sort of out there living living in the in the ethos of the internet in these spaces well then sure yeah you can't have anything you don't own anything anymore listen why do you think they're all going that way you know they're all going that way you don't own anything you have a license to play these games why well because eventually that's how you're gonna play games you're not gonna have anything on your hardware you're gonna be playing on their stuff right the the digital the digital real estate battle will be fought in many ways and that's one of the ways it'll be fought is that you don't actually own anything anymore you want to play our game yeah well it's over here you gotta pay You want to be a part of this? You want to do that? You want to have access to this thing? Yeah, it'll be over here. If you guys are just tuning in, the latest Xbox Game Pass news is that it is not making what many people thought it would make. And according to Phil Spencer, it will never be a large portion of their revenue for the Xbox Game Division. Many people were thinking it would be, you know, 30%, maybe 40 or 50% in high estimations. It's 15%, according to him and won't, likely will not increase. Game Pass seems to have hit its saturation. Subscription services are not doing well. Sony even saw a decline in PlayStation Plus subscribers. Now, some of that they are attributing to the time of year. They're also attributing it to a lack of big pushes. A lot of people are likely to jump back in. They're, they're anticipating PS Plus numbers to go back up when PS5 saturation hits and when God of War Ragnarok and other titles start hitting you'll have more reason for people to jump in they also saw an increase in revenue so Sony saw quantity of subscribers go down and then they saw revenue go up because some people were probably actually picking the higher subscription tiers look at music, the majority of listeners don't own anything anymore they just throw money away to Spotify or Pandora or whatever yeah, that's exactly right the music industry overhauled itself in what 10 years? like that. You I you blinked and the music industry is completely different now. I want you to think about that. Who thinks about music the way you did when I went to Best Buy and bought a CD? No one thinks about music that way anymore. Very a very small amount of people think about music that way. It's all digitized. It's all held somewhere else. You know, and even the people that do buy albums, a lot of times you're buying them digitally. And if you're buying them digitally, It's on their stuff. What if they shut their servers down? You know? My wife just bought a CD. I wonder what the CD sales even looks like these days. It's probably higher than we think. I bet you CD sales are still healthy, but album sales in general are probably lean more digital now, I would assume. Now, that assumption might be wrong. I'm buying vinyl. I don't buy anything else music-wise. Yeah, vinyl's kind of making a comeback, it seems. Final is making a bit of a comeback. If you guys are enjoying the coverage this morning covering Xbox Game Pass, we will be covering the God of War Ragnarok reviews. That embargo drops in two hours. We will head over to a member stream to break that down and to discuss it. And we will uh, we will use that time to prepare for the, the show. We will actually be preparing for the show... Um, during the member stream. So we've been doing the member stream in between show one and show two. Uh, During show one and during show two, I'm sorry, in between show one and show two, we have been doing a member stream to get more members in there because more of you are here during that time of the day and we greatly appreciate that. So make sure your membership's up to date, by the way. I'm gonna put an upgrade command in chat and click that link to make sure you are at a full or vip membership you need to do that before december you do not want to be at a base membership you don't that is not where you want to be big mad Mo's is at a full membership and he just hit 15 months he says game pass will rise after the first party drops so the number will grow 15% of a larger number three billion gamers mobile is another part to reach that well here's the thing mo i i have been trying to say for a while that I have a lot of respect for Microsoft's strategy, and I continue to try to tell people that they were thinking about the strategy all wrong. They were thinking about the strategy all wrong. It's like, I actually think they're making a 900 IQ play, and a lot of y'all think it's about Xbox for Sony. It's not Xbox for Sony. It's not, it's not been about that for a very, very long time. And I actually don't think Game Pass is going to see a big rise when the first party games drop. I think it'll see an uptick because people will want to play Starfield. I do think Starfield will cause Game Pass to get a slight uptick. But I don't think it's going to suddenly change the numbers that we've been seeing. CD sales fell by 23% in 2020 according to the RIA data. Down 147 million. Vinyl sales grew by 29% and it eclipsed CD sales. That is what the, huh? That is crazy. Vinyl sales surpassed CD. Derek, did you hear that? My brother loves vinyl. Yeah, he's probably excited to see that stat. Smash the like button. Yeah, we should have 300 likes by now. There's almost 500 people here. Five games a year will help it grow. Listen, I conceded that in the open, Mo, and so did the guy from Game Industry. He says, listen... Listen, this could still have... This could still go up, right? This could still go up because there's not a lot of big titles launching. There's been a significant lack of first-party launches on Xbox, right? Is there any info on how the new tiered uh, PS Plus service is doing so far for Sony? Yeah, so according to reports about Sony... Uh, they had a 2 million decline in subscribers, which everyone was like, oh my gosh, they had a decline in subscribers. However, Sony's network services revenue, which encompasses PS Plus and advertising, increased by 10%, which represents the best performance to date for a quarter. So they actually had their best performance per quarter when you look at the revenue if you look at the number of uh, subscribers they did they lost subscribers but they saw an increase in revenue well how the frick do you do that well that means sony's gaming division is making more money per subscriber than it was before potentially reflecting the uptake of the more expensive subscription tiers introduced at ps plus so ps plus as far as a revenue generator is working as of now, it saw a 10% increase in revenue, even though there were people that were unsubscribing from it. Now, they expect the second quarter to increase because of big titles. They also expect it to increase in conjunction with PS5 circulation. A lot of people dropped off because they can't get a PS5. They're stuck on a PS4. So the, the, the PS Plus subscription funnel seems to be in a good position and it's probably in a prime position to have good growth you also have to consider if you take sony's structure and you compare it to xbox's xbox game pass structure the the sony structure is more sound because it's more in line with what consumers do one of the problems with xbox game pass as cited by the article i read this morning is most people only buy one to three games a year so they look at Game Pass and say, what the frick am I doing? I'm spending $15 a-, a month, $10 a month, whatever. And I'm getting more games than I can even throw a stick at. What Sony does is Sony gives you a premium treatment. It's like, hey, you can try these games out for a couple of hours. Sometimes well, it's like five hours. You can try Horizon Forbidden West for five hours. And if you like it, then you can buy it that's going to generate more sales and that's in line with consumer behavior if you're only buying one or three game one to three games a year and one subscription funnel allows you to try the game for a significant amount of time before you buy it that's a very healthy ecosystem the Xbox ecosystem is literally subscribe and you get this ocean of games and that's it and then the only reason you jump in that subscription funnel is why? Is because of the games in the funnel. So look at what Microsoft is doing. Let's say Mo is right, and let's say five new games a year drives Game Pass subscribers to have a better increase trajectory than they've had up to now because they haven't had a lot of games come out. So let's say Starfield convinces a lot of people to jump in the Game Pass funnel. <laughs> you just made less... Money than you would have if all of those people would have bought Starfield. Like, that's why we've been saying this entire time when we said, like, Game Pass isn't sustainable, Game Pass isn't sustainable. That's why Game Pass is only going to make up 15% of their revenue because it's literally a loss. It's set up to be a loss. So, right now, if there's a bunch of people not in the Game Pass funnel, they're not spending money on Game Pass, and they decide to get to get Game Pass because of Starfield, you th- those people would have bought Starfield from, from the sounds of it, and they didn't, so you made less money on them. The only way you make that money back or make more money is if they stay on Game Pass beyond the $60, which means they need to stay on Game Pass for five months, and then you've made money on them. The problem with that is, what about the next big game that comes out that they don't have to buy? You also then don't get the money from that game from them. So it only works if people stay on Game Pass in perpetuity beyond the rhythm of your game launches. Oh, this game would have cost this person $60, but they stayed on Game Pass for 5 months. And then what you're doing is, if you can keep them on that, what you're doing is is you're generating $75 every 5 months off that person. So, if that's $75, and then here comes another new title, and instead of buying it, they just get to play it for free. Well, as long as they stay on for five months, that's another $75. The dilemma that you're going to run into is, who's doing that? Couldn't a lot of people? Couldn't the reason the revenue is not so great for Game Pass, couldn't their projected increase not be so great because people are literally signing up for Game Pass to play a game and then canceling? Or how about the revenue generation when you let people you know, get it for a dollar? Which consoles are the best selling? For Xbox it's the S. All those people don't have physical games for it. I don't know if it's the digital version of the PS5 for Sony but I'd assume so. What are you saying? How many people buy physical games? Physical game sales are actually very strong in certain sectors of the market. It would surprise you you got to account for the incoming price increases yeah i mean phil spencer all but said they'll be increasing the price game pass price increase is coming an xbox game pass price increase is coming he, he all but said it i bet you it's for wheezy's been predicting its first quarter next year i agree with him i agree with him phil spencer says xbox game pass is already profitable 2.9 billion from 18 million users is on average $160 per customer. So what, 160 What do you mean 160 for is that for an entire year, Paul? <clears throat> so what is that? That's just shy of 3 games. Cuz if they were buying 3 games a year, that, you know, that's 180 bucks. So that's 20 bucks shy of 3 games. So you're getting, you're getting less than three game sales a year off those people. And if they don't, I don't, I just don't know what subscription service doesn't go up. Oh, no one, trust me. I'm not taking a dig. I'm just saying prepare for Exodus Mo Mo, you know, as well as I do subscription services always go up. We all know this. And what typically happens when a subscription service increases its price churn you lose people they say forget this you know what they do they pick up their phone and they go oh i got an email oh what's this email say oh my subscription's going up with that oh i forgot i had that i don't even use it anymore whoop and then they go and they cancel it and then they go and they cancel it so a price increase is is a huge blow because you typically drive people away with it you you suddenly alert all of your derelict users you're like hey uh just a reminder (laughs) you're paying us money for something that you're not using and now it's gonna go up literally just did that with hulu of course thousands of people do that when they get those emails when WoW Dragon, uh, Flight comes out this month, I'm canceling Game Pass for at least a few months. Oh yeah, well, and that's something that they could do when Blizzard Activision gets through the acquisition. If it goes through, they could put, start putting stuff like that on, you know, on Game Pass or on the Xbox. Being a solo guy who plays solo games, Derek says I barely break even. Uh, with the basement-level PS Plus subscription. So zero of the big company's sub-offerings are good to me. If I had even one uh, if I had even one other person playing, I'm not sure what you mean. Are you saying if you had one other person on the thing and sharing it, is that what you're saying? Wait, what's Cory Barlog tweeting? Oh, he's doing a countdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Embargo drops in like two hours, yeah. We'll do a members-only stream for about an hour, and then we'll, uh, we'll go live... We'll break it all down. Well, it looks like the Elden Ring video did well with going quickly like that uh, creature. Looks like it did well. We tried something new yesterday with the Reforge Updates channel. We broke, we kind of broke some stories that had just hit just to see like how the videos would perform because sometimes we feel like we, we, we don't give the Updates channel the news stories soon enough so we tried something a little bit different last night so if you're subscribed to the reforge updates channel you might start getting news stories there a little bit quicker which is you know more convenient for you to be more informed about what's going on you guys can share this game pass friends and family oh well right 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 did exactly the same as it would have you don't know that though wait until the end of today end of today is the true test because it had a strong start and now it's in the funnel like let it let it sit in the funnel is my question because right now my my worry and concern when we were putting up some of those videos is like there's no funnel it's over we missed the boat you know what i mean get off the internet guys only six days you can do it that's right that's right microsoft never shows how much they spend so our equation cannot work how can you say they are making profits with game pass if we don't know how much they spent Well, and that's one of the things that keeps coming up. It's like, well, well, Phil Spencer says it's profitable. And I'm like, well, okay. We get eight more likes on the video, guys. Let's get 300 likes really, really quickly. We are discussing Xbox Game Pass in trouble. And uh, curious what you guys think of this. Hollow Judgment doing a VIP membership. Welcome back in. Guys, I really... How do you upgrade on mobile? You should be able to click the link in chat. I just typed exclamation point upgrade. Click that link that Nightbot puts in chat. It says click change level and switch to fuller VIP here. So just go to that page. You should be able to hit see perks or change level. I need everybody on a fuller VIP. You do not want to be on the base membership in December. though. That's designed for gifted members. It took me a minute to find the like button. Yeah, the like button's in a different spot now, so if you've never done a membership on a channel before i do a members only stream every day in between my talk shows so if you want to keep hanging out with me every day that's going to be something that happens in between and today will be a special edition we will be prepping for the second show altogether. together we'll be checking out the god of war ragnarok reviews and you guys will be kind of helping me with the show so it's a great day to become a member and to give some members did they state game pass was profitable in their earnings call they can't lie to investors so if they say it's profitable it must be I'm not actually sure because Phil Spencer said it. Did he say it in an interview? Um, Xbox Game Pass profitable. Xbox Game Pass profitable. Microsoft says Xbox game is profitable as it sees. So this is October the 26th from The Verge. Let me pull this article up. Let's see what exactly what they said. This is relevant. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer says Xbox Game Pass is already profitable and accounts for around 15% of the Xbox content and services revenue. Uh, He revealed the Game Pass subscription service is already profitable. Speaking at the Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference, he also revealed the Game Pass is around 15%. So here we go. Spencer says he now expects Xbox Game Pass to stay at around 10 to 15% of Microsoft Xbox content and services revenue and that it's profitable for us. Game Pass, as an overall part of content and services revenue, probably 15%. I don't think it gets bigger than that. I think the overall revenue grows, so 15% of a bigger number, but we don't have this future where I think it will be 50 to 70% of our revenue. So he's basically saying, he's basically saying, listen... It's profitable, but it's always going to be at about a 15%, right? It's going to be at about a 15%, so it's not it's not going to be a large chunk of our revenue. Now, he's also saying the pie will get bigger, so 15% of a bigger pie is more money, right? If I'm giving you a 15% cut of everything I make in a year, and I start making, you know... Previously, I made $80,000 and then I start making $100,000. Well, you're still only getting 15%, but you're getting more money. Does that make sense? So it's according to Phil Spencer, it's profitable, but it's not going to exceed 15% of their services, their content and services revenue. So in my mind, that's, Leo, life is great. Thank you for upgrading to a full membership. I appreciate that very, very much. There's a lot of you that need to do that. We we don't want anybody on the base membership unless they're a gifted member. Is Game Pass profitable or the gaming division is profitable with Game Pass, Game Pass being 15% revenue? According to the statements that Phil Spencer made at the Wall Street Journal Tech Live conference, he revealed, he said, that... Game Pass is going to stay at around 10-15% to 15% of Microsoft's Xbox content and services revenue and that it's profitable for us. End quote. So he's, he's saying it's profitable for us. So he says we're seeing incredible growth on PC, on console. I've seen growth slow down, mainly because at some point you've reached everybody on console that wants to subscribe. So he's saying that yeah, we, we've hit our peak, we, we've hit our plateau on console saturation. If you take a long-term bet, which we're doing, that we will be able to get access to players on the largest platforms that people play on, Android and iOS phones, we want to be in a position with content. So now he's talking about mobile. We've held price on our console. We've held price on games and our subscriptions. I don't think we'll be able to do that for forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was really important that we maintain the prices that we have. So basically next year you're going to see price increases is kind of what he's saying without saying it he can say that but it doesn't mean it's true I don't have any reason to doubt what he's saying right now you have to question how are you measuring the profitability of game pass how do you measure the profitability because if you're pitting the profitability of game pass against I don't know their acquisitions then no it's not profitable. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I say Game Pass isn't profitable, I'm not refuting Spencer's claim. I'm not saying, oh, Phil Spencer's not telling the truth. I'm saying in the big picture, it's it's not it's not a profitable ROI on their acquisitions. It isn't. With the way they're going to make their money back, the true profit is going to come from mobile and selling software on other platforms. Xbox Game Pass is not the revenue funnel that we thought it was and Phil Spencer's basically saying it's where it's going to stay. It's at about 15% of what we do and that's it. It's profitable for us, it makes us money, but it's not going to exceed 15% of everything that we do and everything that we make. He's setting real ex- realistic expectations for the growth of game pass which if you're speaking at a tech event like this and the world is listening and investors are listening that that is I think a, a tone shift Yeah, game pass is not our main focus but Lono I like game pass therefore they should keep investing in it hey guys we're profitable well, what was your revenue a dollar and a penny well how much did you spend a dollar but hey that's profit Simple Game Pass success is measured by day one game releases. I don't think that that's the simple view of Game Pass success, David. Day one game releases. So let's let's say that Starfield has amazing player adoption for the first week. Let's just say that. Let's say it's insane. All right. And they got some good conversion. Like people converted to Game Pass to try it out that doesn't automatically then therefore mean that you equate that to a Game Pass success. That might actually be something that they didn't want to have happen. Maybe they... Think of it this way. What if internally... I'm just throwing out a hypothetical. Let's say hypothetically Microsoft wants to see 40% of the people that play Starfield to be somebody buying it and not playing it through Game Pass. And what if that number doesn't come to fruition? What if 80% of the people that play Starfield play through Game Pass and they only get like 20% of, of, the, of the consumer base that plays Starfield buys it at full price? That, when they look at that, is, is not a success. That's not something that they would celebrate and say, oh yeah, well look how many people played the game on Game Pass. Do you see It's not as simple as that. Rockin' Hard Dude says, Just ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Somebody ordered some coffee. Rockin' Hard Dude with a bag of Dark Roast. Thank you so much. If you guys are unaware, here at Reforge Gaming, we have our own coffee. It's called Reforge Roast. We have a light roast and a dark roast. uh, And it has balanced acidity. If you're a coffee drinker, you should try it at least once to see what I'm talking about. Very smooth. Zero bitterness do the best of both worlds combo get a light and a dark roast in other world words we're too wealthy to be hurt by how much we spend on the xbox division smoke and mirrors pl no i don't think so you can't do smoke and mirrors when you're talking about profits to the public you, you like i don't think a ceo can walk out and tell the public that something's profitable and be like pulling some kind of verbalistic ninjutsu like i don't think that you can do that i don't I think what Phil is saying is accurate. Hey, Game Pass generates profit for us. H- however, however, he's almost immediately qualifying it. He's like, it only makes up about 15% of what we do. Of the, and, it, and it's going to stay at a 15% share. We, And he even admits we've basically got as many people on console to get Game Pass as we're going to get. We're not going to exceed game pass saturation on console is essentially what he says but he says they're seeing good growth of game pass on PC so game pass has an insane opportunity of growth on PC and mobile and he's still saying it's going to be at about a 15% of our revenue which to me means they might not have any plans to do a game pass mobile version I love hearing at Lono talk about how Microsoft is doing things and could be profitable at a certain date and chat is just Xbox bad. No one in chat saying Xbox bad. I think Game Pass needs to take the PlayStation Plus approach, old games on it, and new games has a demo to try to bolster sales. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, Freddy. I said that earlier. One of my discussion questions, this was one of my discussion questions for you guys if consumers are playing and buying a few games a year, does Microsoft need to consider doing game trials with Game Pass to promote purchases? Right? 500 people watching, let's get those likes up. Thank you, Lazaro. Think about what I'm saying to you. If you're targeting consumers that are like, I buy and play about three games a year, a really great way to get that person in the Game Pass funnel is to say, hey, if you get on Game Pass, some of the newest releases, you'll be able to play them for a few hours to see if you like them. Not all, right? I don't, I don't think they could do all because part of the Game Pass value offering is like day and date big releases. They can't completely cannibalize that value point. Number one, says Eugene, Game Pass has reached saturation on Xbox. Number two, Microsoft admits they can't convert PlayStation users. Equals, Microsoft selling software everywhere within the foreseeable future. I agree with that. I agree with that prediction. Fuzzy says, This is a double-edged sword. How do they determine profitability? Without getting into the weeds, you need to consider what they consider variable costs and overhead. So is there any portion of Halo that is attributed to Game Pass? Probably not. So yes, Game Pass on its own is profitable. It probably has very little cost attributed, but it's probably not looking at the cost of getting games on the service. Fuzzy, I said essentially what you just said. You said it more eloquently than me. I said that a little while ago. I said, listen, when I say it's not profitable and I'm talking within the framework of acquisitions, there's no way they're making back the money on these acquisitions and the distribution of these big titles. Like you're saying, if, if you're not saying Xbox Game Pass is profitable in light of game sales publishing costs marketing costs and acquisitions then like you're saying game pass itself probably has very little cost attributed to it because you're just maintaining a subscription funnel you see what i'm saying like i agree with what fuzzy is saying it's easy well fuzzy is a discord internet accountant looking at game pass a good example to look at is Wendy's chili. If you don't know how it's made, you use the burger that's been sitting in the grill for too long. So how do you determine the cost of a bowl of chili? If you're using ingredients that other departments would be throwing away, is there a cost of that burger? Should you attribute your burger cost to the chili? It all depends on how very muddy when we're looking at cost accounting standpoint. There you go. I would cancel my game pass immediately. If it was anything like PS Plus, it would be a waste of money. What are you talking about? Like, wh- wh- why? How kill you? I want you to explain to me right now how different Game Pass is from PlayStation Plus. What's the primary difference for you that would make you say, if it becomes like PS Plus, I'm canceling, okay? what What's the big dividing line of difference for you? I have no hard feelings of Sony and Sony fans. I'm always, uh... I always hear from them that Xbox and Bethesda can't manage to make good games. I just wonder why they want those games on PlayStation. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that Bethesda can't make good games and Xbox can't make good games. And I also don't know if those are the same people, right? If some dum-dum walks out and says, Xbox and Bethesda can't make good games, right? I I don't know who that person is. Is that the same person that's upset about Elder Scroll 6 not being on PlayStation? I don't think those are the same people, Doom. Lono loves PlayStation. I love all of the gaming companies that provide me with games to play. I like Microsoft. I like Phil Spencer. I would like to have him on a podcast and interview him. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's a swell dude. I think he's a handsome man. I don't I don't I don't have a side in this. I've been trying to tell people for a very long time. It's funny how people will say I'm a I'm a Sony fanboy, but they'll ignore the litany of times I've said Microsoft's acquisition plans are a 900 IQ play. They have a bigger and longer tail plan than you're giving them credit for. They're smarter than you are. I'm not I'm not anti Xbox. I'm anti Xbox dum dums, and and I'm also anti Sony dum dums. I've banned people from my community for being too too much of a sony fan there was a guy in here that was really rude to people and he was too big of a sony fan like you have to ignore the litany of times that i've i've praised microsoft and their strategy all microsoft exclusives on game pass and game share without those two things i have zero use for a subscription model i don't care a need to play a trial i can watch a new game anywhere to see it well, yeah, if you're going to be that kind of a consumer, then the trials don't interest you, kill you. That makes perfectly good sense. If you're going to be the educated consumer that's like, I'm not buying this game. I'm going to watch videos for the first week. Well, then you avoided Gotham Knights and probably saved yourself some money. But a game trial would have saved a ton more people time and money. Surprise, surprise. Gotham Knights didn't have a game trial on PlayStation Plus. Does anybody want to take a guess why? Why? Because nobody would have bought it if they played the trial. Nobody in the PlayStation Plus funnel would have bought that dadgum game. Then, like, this game sucks. I forgot to point three. Microsoft losing hand over fist on hardware and are selling to a base too small to justify the losses. You know Phil personally? How do you know he's a great dude? It's just a general vibe I get from the guy. He seems like a nice guy. I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people. If there were even the, just two people in my household to take advantage of the variety of games in the bigger sub-tier, it would make more sense for me to upgrade. Otherwise, it's just not for me. Oh, yeah, I mean, Derek, our nephews love Game Pass. It's perfect for them. It's perfect for them. A few months, Gotham Knights will be free PS Plus game. It ain't worth being, It ain't worth free. Any game with a story or campaign that I'm interested in is something that I don't want to watch someone else's stream first. Great point, Omar. Exactly. So, like, Kill You, you're a type of consumer that can do that, and that's great. But what about somebody that doesn't want to see spoilers? A trial is super helpful. You don't want to see spoilers for Horizon Forbidden West. You can play for five hours! That's wonderful! And if you're like, I don't like it, don't buy it. You just saved a bunch of money. You know? You just saved a bunch of money. That's fantastic. That's consumer value. I don't mind a big Sony or Microsoft fan, says Lazaro. Fans who support and get excited for their company strategies and products. What I hate people people who have to crap on the other companies. Right, like I said, I don't like either side. Either side has dum-dums, and I just I can't... I cannot... Tolerate the dum dums. I like Microsoft a lot, and I've given them a lot of praise over the years. I've even told people, I've even told people that I think Microsoft emerges as a sleeping giant in about five or ten years. You know, yeah, not gonna lie. Once you start God of War Ragnarok, I'm tuning out until I'm caught up. Yeah, no, I know, I get it. I don't expect, I don't expect a lot of you guys to watch Ragnarok. You know. I'm hoping that the monsoon of people on the internet outweighs those who are like, I don't want to see spoilers. You know, I hope I'm right. I hope I hope my God of War Ragnarok gameplay gets support because if it doesn't, I'm going to be a little agitated and then the members are just going to have to... You're going to lose your talk shows. <laughs> Y'all... If y'all don't support God of War Ragnarok gameplay, you know what's going to happen? You're getting one talk show a day for a week, and I'll be playing the game with members. <laughs> <laughs> f y'all. I'm playing. <laughs> f y'all. I'm playing that game, bro. <laughs> what Sleeping Giant? They're a trillion dollar company. They've been f- uh, failing in the industry for decades. Xbox is straight trash. No, 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 no! I think the Xbox Game Division is is going to be, I think they're going to be a dominant, going to be a dominant force in the industry. But you got to give them five or ten years to do it. I'm I'm dead serious. I think when we get into the 2030s, people are going to look at the gaming division of Microsoft uh, very differently, very, very differently. I I I do not, I do not think. They're on a trajectory of fading away. I think they're on a trajectory of slow growth, and I, I do. I think some of the, I think some of the industries that they're trying to push into are going to have big payoffs for them. I do. Five or ten more waiting. Come on, man. I, you know what? They, they have, they have a trajectory and a plan that I think is going to pay off big for them. I think that they are looking at tech verticals and things that are going to be happening in the industry and i think those things are going to turn into a massive amount of revenue and growth for them they're giving up the fight that they that they they can't win they're getting out of the boxing ring of a hardware competition right they're getting out of that boxing ring they're going to get they're going to get into a different ring and i think they're going to start to really really look good I love Microsoft. It's a shame what happened to Xbox. I hate Game Pass. It'll continue to hurt Microsoft's efforts in gaming. It's been 20 years. They need five or 10 more. I'm going to say it. They're going to leave the console space behind. I think I think they become a software. Yeah, they become a software publisher, a game publisher. Preacher made that prediction. Corey made that prediction that they're going to look more like a game publisher in five or 10 years. I think that's right. I think you're going to have... Uh, a gaming hub underneath Microsoft's umbrella of all their c- property and all their games and you'll just be able to play it everywhere. You'll be able to play it on a Steam Deck. You'll be able to play it on a mobile gaming device. You'll be able to play it on your television. You'll be able to play it on your PC. Yeah, I think that's their goal and I think it's going to pay off for them. I think they're giving up the fight they can't win. They can't beat Sony and Nintendo in hardware distribution so they're like, F it, we'll sell stuff to them instead. You know what I mean? Like you're you're not you're not gonna beat Nintendo and Sony in hardware distribution. So what do you do? Well, sell stuff on those platforms. It's 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 genius. It's absolutely genius. Think about it like this. Let's say you're trying to complete compete with McDonald's and Burger King in the fast food burger market, and you just can't keep up. You can't get close enough to them. So what if you suddenly bought the people that distributed the meat to both of those companies? Let's say there was a type of chicken that they were buying for their chicken sandwiches, and then there's some type of Angus that they're buying for, you know, not all their burgers, but some of their burgers. And you bought those suppliers. And instead of trying to compete with McDonald's and Burger King, you're selling meat to them. Like... (laughs) Well, that's the play, isn't it? Well, they're doing really, really well. Why don't I ride on how successful they are? They're always going to need this. So I can't compete with Nintendo and Sony in hardware distribution. So instead of trying to compete with them in hardware distribution, I'm going to buy up a bunch of software that then I can sell on their platforms and make a ton of money on. Do you see? Like no that's why for a couple of months now i've been trying to tell people like i don't think you're looking at this properly you want call of duty to go exclusive on xbox it's never gonna freaking happen they're thinking farther down the line than you can't win at hardware yeah you're not gonna win the hardware battle with them sony and nintendo have won that war hand over fist so get out of that fight and start selling software to them. The Blizzard Activision deal is about mobile and about basically Trojan horsing Sony, being like, Well you oh yeah, you like Call of Duty, Sony? We know you like Call of Duty. Well yeah, yeah, now you gotta buy it from us. That's that's big plays. Why do you think Jim Ryan put so much public pressure on them to commit to keep it on their platform? because they want, they, they, love, they love that game and they love all the juicy revenue that comes from it. Have you seen how successful Modern Warfare 2 has been commercially? The problem is that you and I are pretty self-aware and we shop accordingly. Way too many gamers today think that the entire industry should literally just cater to their individual whims and demands. It's bonkers. I got news for you. The lion's share of gamers shut their brain off and swipe the credit card. I actually think we are the minority and i actually don't think well you're saying that we're the minority i don't think that the the lion's share of the games industry and the and the consumers want things to be catered to them they just want to pay money and stop thinking that's what they want they want to they want to sit in their chair and just let games wash over them they don't want to think about any of this stuff so the easier you make that the better i don't yeah i don't think that they're considering any of these things Oh, Xbox versus Sony, Xbox this, Xbox that. Nah, man, they just won't play video games. I don't think I've seen a single match in COD Crossplay where the majority of the players weren't Sony platforms. Oh, yeah. I also don't think the lion's share give a blank about 30 versus 60. I think that tide's turning, Sven. I think you're wrong about that. I think you're wrong about that. You want to know Why? Because I think Fortnite infected everyone's expectations, and they did it very quietly. I think people care about 60 way more than they used to. Maybe they don't know what to call it, but I got news for you. If you're playing Fortnite day in, day out on an old console and you're getting 60 FPS, and you get used to that, and then you boot up Gotham Knights, you're going to be like, what the frick is wrong with this game? You're not gonna know what to call it. You're not gonna know what terminology to use, but you're gonna say something doesn't look right. Something doesn't look right here. What what's going on with this? It looks it looks blurry. It looks jittery. It looks shaky. Fortnite is changing that tide. it already it already has. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Nah, I'll ban you instead, low life. Anyone who plays 60 FPS and goes back to 30 will notice. You play a solid year on PS5 or the Series X, all your games are 60, you're gonna care. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think, Sven, what you're saying is outdated. What you're saying was true five years ago. It's not true anymore. If the, the more that the PlayStation 5 saturates the market and the more people boot up and play 60, homie, there ain't no way the industry... Think about how many PlayStation 5s are going to be in circulation in about two years. All those people are going to boot up a game like Gotham Knights and go, Whoa, what is this? Why does it look like this? That's coming. It's already here to a certain extent. I, I'm telling you, the tide is turning on the, on the 60 FPS thing. There's one thing Gotham Knights did for the games industry. It made it loud and clear. You better not freaking launch without a 60 FPS performance mode or the next gen console fans are going to turn on you. 30 FPS and 60 FPS were trending terms on Twitter. And I, I know that Twitter and Reddit and YouTube is a, is a minority in the gaming space. But when it trends to that degree, it means people are thinking differently about games to reply to you obviously got to be careful not to make online comments too seriously entitlement is real entitlement about what well the loud voices want so much stuff for free we deserve blah 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 well i mean part of the problem with free is is that so many things are free and that conditions people i certainly hope the tide is turning and i hope you're right 60 fps 100 needs to be the standard I mean, Sven, all you gotta look at is what happened to Gotham Knights, and then you see Callisto Protocol tweeting, oh yeah, we're gonna have a 60 FPS mode. Like, that's a company basically saying, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey yeah, we're gonna have a 60 FPS mode. I mean, you had all these these apologist idiot liars on comment sections of videos being like, just wait until you play Callisto, and it's capped at 30. Well... You know, copium leads people to be dishonest. So people just had to lie to make themselves feel better about Gotham Knights being capped at 30 and the company hiding it from the public. Could we get 30 more likes on the video? There's so many of you here. Good morning and welcome in to Reforge Gaming. We will be looking at the the God of War Ragnarok reviews in a couple of hours when the embargo drops. But right now we're discussing Xbox Game Pass and the latest Xbox Game Pass news is that it ain't as big as we thought it was, right? It's not bigger on the inside. It's not a TARDIS. I came late. What happened with Game Pass? Uh, I keep seeing... Uh, I see... There's people I see keep dogging Sony. I don't know why anybody's dogging Sony. I, I really honestly think, like, at this point... I really truly do. I think at this point, people are dogging Sony because they're mad. It's not factual at this point. Like what are you going to say about Sony? All their subscriptions went down. Oh no, their revenue went up by 10%. Like what do you like what's the what's the deal here? Deep Pack Gaming just tipped me 25 cents. I I'm amazed they let you do that. Like I don't want to seem like one of those people is like Thanks for the small amount of money. I'm genuinely surprised that they let you do that. Say my name. How about I do this? Take that quarter that you just tipped me and shove it in your ear. And then maybe, maybe it'll add to your intelligence factor. Say my name. Get the fuck out of my chat. Say my name. Moron. I'm tr- I got like a smudge. Okay, I got it. A smudge on my glasses. Maybe people will go and subscribe to you. I mean, at this rate, twenty-five cents in channels that are more successful than you. You, uh, man, woo! You're well on your way. Say my name. Say my name. You're in my house. Well, not anymore. You're banned. Hopefully, it was worth it. I'm g- glad companies seem to be listening. I pushed back a lot on the sixty fps combo but it's not because I don't think it will be the norm. It's just not exactly today. It's coming clearly. I think it is the norm. I think it is the norm. There will not be a next-gen title that does that. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's any next-gen titles on the horizon that will be 30. There will always be the option to turn on 60. Whether it's God of War Ragnarok, whether it's Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, um... Well, I guess we should talk about Starfield. <laughs> Starfield might actually, yeah, oh, Starfield actually might be the last game to, 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 to pull it, to pull the, well, we really couldn't do 60 FPS. Now on PC, you know, maybe not. But yeah, Starfield gameplay would have me, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about its its performance on console. I'm kind of concerned. I think the creation engine has no problem hitting 60 FPS on PCs, but I think it's going to be, I don't know. I'm very concerned about Starfield's performance on console. Yeah. Ragnarok's going to be hitting 120. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can see a drop in PlayStation plus and frame it as a positive because of 10% growth is Microsoft shrinking. Okay. I, I don't understand how you can see a drop in PlayStation plus and frame it as a positive because of 10% growth. So let me, let me just throw one by you here, Kieran. Let's say I had three flavors of coffee that I was selling and one of them was a select and it was really expensive. And let's just say I looked at my quarterly reports and I saw, oh, wow, our total quantity of sales went down, but my profits went up, right? What would that communicate to me? Oh no, we're in trouble. We got less sales. No, I would say, hey, look at that. We made m- more money. We now have something that we can measure and look at and increase the value of. Let's sell the let's sell the higher value, higher profit margin, more expensive coffee. Let's market that more. Let's invest in that more. So yeah, you would frame that as a positive. You made more money. You literally lost subscribers and lost sales, but made more money. You would look at that and say, well, that's pretty good. We made more money in the midst of losing subscriptions. Okay, well, what's that mean? Well, that means they need to focus more on funneling people to the higher tiers because the higher tiers made up the difference. The higher levels of subscriptions made up the difference. So, yeah, that's a a positive for them. Not to mention, not to mention... Everybody saw a downturn, and they're projecting an upturn with PS5 saturation and big games hitting the platform. So, Microsoft's saying the same thing. Again, this isn't a Microsoft hit piece. Microsoft is saying the same thing. We've not had a lot of big titles come out. And also, Phil Spencer's saying, we don't expect this to to exceed 15% of the revenue that we generate. Now losing players is good. It's not losing players. Again, see, now you're reframing it. They're not losing players. They had people stop paying for PS Plus. They lost subscribers, but they generated more revenue. They attributed to a handful of things. There are people who are waiting to get a PS5, and because PS4 is on a downturn of saturation engagement, getting turned on, getting games, you're going to see a decrease in people having PS Plus. But then you're going to see that bounce back when PS5 starts saturating the market, because now people have a reason to get it. It's part of the deal. It's like, oh, I'm in the new ecosystem. I'm on my new PS5. Let me get on that PS Plus. And then when bigger titles hit, Microsoft is saying the same thing. They're both saying, look, we had a downturn. Here's how we're going to bounce back. Microsoft's essentially saying, we had a downturn, but we've also had a big decrease and absence in first-party titles title launches, which affected our, which affected our subscriber base. 20 and 21 were ridiculous growth periods for subservices. The numbers are still up over 2019 by a significant amount. That's the other thing you have to consider. If you look at the full graph and it's like way up and then it dips, it's like, okay, but it didn't dip below where it was two years ago. We're still on an upward trajectory. Like, if you've ever launched a business, owned a business, or operated a business like some of us here have, you don't look at losses and go oh it's terrible and immediately panic those losses are sometimes just indicative of market trends things that happen, things that you can't foresee but also, if you're making way more money like if I launch my coffee business in 2019 and in 2020 I see crazy growth, 2021 I see crazy growth and then I dip down and I have losses in total sales but I'm still making more money than when I launched two years ago I'm not going to be like oh no what am I going to do People are forgetting that they are going up against numbers uh, when the Siki was in full effect. Can you point that out? Yeah. Some of this, again... Again, this isn't a Microsoft hit piece. Both Game Pass and Sony PS Plus, both of them have seen downturns in the same, in the same time frame. They both slowed down. Phil Spencer literally said, we're not going to get any more people on console to buy it. We've hit saturation. Now, they've got growth opportunities on PC, and even with those growth opportunities... He has said it'll still only be 15% of the revenue that we generate. The, game, the Xbox Game Pass revenue is still only going to be 15%, even with crazy growth opportunities on PC. Which means one of two things. Either their trajectory and projections for PC Game Pass growth are not very good, or there's a constant churn rate on console, and the Game Pass growth on PC is going to maybe, like, level it out. You see what I'm saying? Like I think the, the the reason that like I don't think Game Pass is in trouble, but I don't think Game Pass is the central big thing that we thought it once was. And I also think they're going to have to reevaluate how Game Pass is structured. I think that we see game trials on Game Pass in the near future. I do. All these people that rip Sony up for it, I can't wait for you to rip Microsoft for it because I'm fairly certain they're certain they're going to do the same dadgum thing. They're going to look at market trends of consumers and how often they buy games, and they're going to say, we're way, way more likely to get people to get on Game Pass if they can try games and then buy them. It'll generate more revenue. We'll have more empowered customers. We'll have a healthier ecosystem and a healthier funnel. Like, I, that, I'm telling you, I think you're going to see, you're going to see a price increase on Game Pass, and then you're going to see game trials for ultimate users. I think that's coming next year at some point. The price increase is almost assuredly coming. Game trials is obviously a little less likely, but that's my, that's my prediction. Game Pass is getting demos. They have said so. I thought they said that they were looking into it. I didn't know that they said that they were officially doing it. There will be, they said already, but day and date will still be here. People are overestimating the appeal of Game Pass. They said it themselves. Their own users don't want it. Nobody wants to pay for a rental service, unfinished games, and trash first party. Listen, Jesus, you're starting to make me want to ban you because you're being a total axe-grinding douchebag, and we can't have conversations with people like you. You're too busy plugging your ears and slobbering all over Sony, and it makes you type really dumb things. You do know that 25 million people are on Game Pass. But nobody wants it! 25 million, that's a pretty good subscriber funnel. It's also had very good consistent growth year to year. They miss their projections, sure. It doesn't generate the revenue that some of us thought it generated, but homie, 25 million people are on game pass not sony sony services but too. then why are you here are you just here to complain like everything's terrible and everything sucks okay do you have anything of substance to say i can go read negative reviews on the internet if i want to read wh- mindless whining it's not difficult to find it it's everywhere on the internet See your point. I just don't think Game Pass is in too bad of a spot. Like you said, might not be the end game, but still worthwhile. In my opinion, Game Pass is getting put in the back seat. That's what I think is happening. Yeah, we refer to it as the sicky because advertisers don't want to be on videos about that that subject, so we don't talk about that subject, right? coca-cola and mcdonald's are like listen we don't want to advertise on crazy town videos about that and that's why we don't say the word what's the sales pitch come to xbox because we have great games such as or come to xbox because we have game pass the service is the priority at the moment in my opinion i don't think so no here's the thing you're looking at it as what's their offer to the consumer pl And I don't think they're going to stop offering that as the value to the consumer. I think that's going to be the continued offer. Game Pass, day and date, play it anywhere. I don't think any of those slogans are going to change. I don't think when you watch like a marketing thing or like a press conference with Microsoft, I don't think you're going to see anything different. I think that like Microsoft, Xbox Game Pass is still going to be their frontline offering but the reason that Phil Spencer said what he said and shifted his tone is because he's talking to the rest of the world. He's talking to investors, he's talking to shareholders. Why? He's being like, listen, listen, listen. There's, there's been a lot of industry analysis, there's been a lot of higher-ups in the gaming industry that have said that subscription services like this, they're not sustainable, Okay. And he's essentially saying, listen, it's only going to make up 15% of our market and, and, and 15% of our revenue generation. It's not the big dog in the room. Why do you think he's saying that? Because he wants people to know, listen, that's not, not we're going to make a lot of our money. There's there's a lot of people out there. there there's, there's CEOs of gaming companies and higher-ups at places like Take-Two that are like, subscription models are not sustainable. And he's like, listen, it's profitable, making us money. But it's only fifteen percent of what we're going to be generating, and the reason he's doing that is because he's letting people know, like this is not it for us. This is not our. This is not our end game. Yo, tame cyber with a VIP membership. Thank you so much. Let's revisit the PS Plus sub numbers a year from now when Sony has dropped another twenty-four plus million consoles on the market. For real, if it only makes up fifteen percent, how can they have twenty-five million subs? Be- because that that's because it doesn't it doesn't generate a lot of money homie it only generates 15 percent because it's cheap also consider something just in time they let tons of people get on game pass for a dollar like of so that would be another reason why it's not generating tons of revenue They're two sides of the same coin, says Jesus. We should not let the industry head into that direction where everything is fed to us piece by piece in a service. Who's doing that, Jesus? You can't substantiate your position with actual evidence. No one's doing that. So when I subscribe to Game Pass right now or PS Plus, what's being given to me piece by piece? Substantiate your broad claim. Broad claims and platitudes make you sound real, real, warrior-like, like an idealistic person and a warrior for gamers, but you're not saying anything of substance. What game company right now, Microsoft and Sony, with their subscription services, are giving things to me piecemeal, piece by piece? Explain that to me. Give me evidence in the market of what you're claiming. Sony PS Plus users are close to the total number of people on the Xbox platform let that sink in yeah business good for you but it is not rental what has lifted the industry and pushed it forward but nobody's talking about rental we're talking about subscription services and how much revenue they could potentially generate and why that's not the central piece of what Xbox is doing what a strange strategy. Give something for free or very cheap, and then when they're hooked, change it to a higher price. Pretty sure the tobacco companies did exactly this in parts of the world. Well, subscription models always raise their price Neffitz, I don't think anybody's going to be, well, people are going to be upset, but you shouldn't be shocked by that. That's what I'm saying. So is this about Microsoft as a whole or Xbox game division? I mean, the, the comments that we've read today have been about Xbox their services and what they generate. Can we get 400 likes on the video? There's 555 people here. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, I don't know why you haven't done that yet. We're having a great time and we want to hear from you. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. It looks like we're primarily streaming to people who are already subscribed to the channel, which is awesome. What a great turnout. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. If you are currently a paying member, I need you to use the upgrade command. I'm going to use the upgrade command and then click on the link that nightbot put in the chat if you're on mobile just close the chat and click see perks i need you to upgrade for one (laughs) dollar we're talking about subscription service prices going up yeah we need you to get off base membership base membership is five and a full membership is six dollars we don't want anybody on base membership unless they're a gifted member so if you're paying for your own membership we need you to get on full or vip vip is cheaper now it's 9.99 So if you are paying for your own membership, you do not want to be on a base-level membership starting next month. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Xbox Game Pass Is it in trouble? I don't actually think it's in trouble, but I think it's generating way less revenue than we thought it was. I don't think it's as central to Microsoft's strategy as we thought it was, and I think this adds more credence to predictions that they are going to be pushing towards being a gaming software company, and that's what the Activision Blizzard deal is truly about. It's not about Game Pass like so many thought it was. What happens next month? Starting in December, gifted members will not have access to all of the members-only content. I want to give more content to people who are actually paying for their membership. That's not a slight or a dig. Right now, we have no dividing line between gifted members and paying members, and we need one because we hit 3,000 members last month because people were super generous, and 1,800 people like that just no longer had a membership. None of them converted, and it's because I wasn't asking them to. So I'm going to start asking them to convert like, Hey, you got a gifted membership. Congratulations. You get to sample some of the members only content, but not all of it. I think it's fair. You know, I think that's a fair move. The game pass effect is that instead of buying games, some people have become completely reliant on game pass as their way to get games. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's the sticky marketing strategy. It's like, it's like the cable companies. They wanted you to get a home phone. Why? It's harder to cancel if you have your tv your internet home phone if everything's with one company it's a lot harder for you to cancel so it's a similar strategy it's a horse of a different color if you give somebody you know 85 games to play and their library looks huge and fat and then if they cancel game pass they lose all those games that's a really great way to keep people in your funnel it's a great strategy It's, you know, is that bad? Why? Well, I think if you want to argue the goodness of it, you could argue the value and the economical strategy of a consumer. You could say, oh, this is very economical. I save lots of money. Now, if you want to argue the bad side of it, Turk or Mo, you guys are both asking the same question. The bad side of it would be, You're not generating as much revenue as a consumer, which means you're not giving as much revenue to the developers, which means Microsoft needs to foot that bill. And eventually, Microsoft is is either not going to want to foot that bill, or they're going to have to start to either find ways to get more money from you, raise prices, or put less games on Game Pass so that you actually start to feel like you have to buy more games. Those are the bad sides of it. It's not sustainable. You can't keep throwing giant, amazing games at Game Pass. Eventually, you have to start making money off those titles. Now, one of the things they're probably planning on doing with the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal, they're going to subsidize all of you people that don't buy games. They're literally going to subsidize your quote-unquote freeloading by selling the software to Sony and PC users. Well, not PC if PC Game Pass is available. They're literally going to subsidize your lack of purchase with another consumer base. That's what's coming. That's what they're going to be doing. As a consumer, I really don't care. If I don't like it, I move on. Just like any subservice. Turk, my prediction has been that the quality of the games on Game Pass will go down over the next five years. I don't believe it's a model that will lead to very good games. Now, third-party games that are everywhere will probably be great. Diablo 4 is a good example, right? But, I'm telling you, I I just, I actually think it's a degradation of quality. I don't think Game Pass is going to lead to quality increases. You know what's going to lead to quality increases? It ain't Game Pass. Do you want to know how I know that? Because Phil Spencer just admitted it's only 15% of their revenue generation, which means It will have no impact on quality. They're just going to leave it sit there. You know what's going to increase quality? Owning property that's sold everywhere. That's going to increase quality. Game Pass is not going to increase quality of games. It'll have a degrading effect on games because it's going to be like dollar menu gaming. The reason that game quality will probably go up on games owned under the Microsoft umbrella would be that they have to be sold everywhere. Now, one would hope that third-party titles don't suffer from optimization struggles because it has to be, you know, it has to be everywhere doubt that, doubt what? what what are you doubting? You, you, you gotta establish what you're saying you doubt Microsoft needs to recoup the 70 billion of Activision Blizzard before making a profit how will they do that? they'll be making it off of the mobile division they'll be making it off of Call of Duty think about it, sprinting snail in one year's time, their fiscal their fiscal year, their profit generation from from just the mobile division alone, just King, they'll be they'll make so much money back. The, the seventy billion will be recouped. I mean, I don't know what kind of revenue generation they're going to be looking at, what kind of profit generation they're going to be looking at, but I would imagine they're going to recoup it at a pretty rapid rate. You're talking about seventy billion, and I think just the mobile division alone is going to be generating billions of dollars for them. And Call of Duty will be generating billions of dollars for them. So that's that's why they're not going to shrink the footprint of any of the property. The people that are in here talking a big game right now and talking up Microsoft, you want to know what they were doing months ago when the, when the news broke? They were convinced that Call of Duty was going to go exclusive to Xbox. And you know what's happening? they're wiping the sleep out of their eyes and they're waking up and saying, wow, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. This is a lot bigger than I thought it was. This is not about Game Pass. This is not about Xbox exclusivity. Some of y'all are starting to see why I said you sounded silly a couple of months ago. I was like, you just sound silly. Oh no, oh no, future COD, future COD will be exclusive to Xbox. I got, I got crickets now. I got crickets. I got people talking about, oh yeah, he's gonna make a ton of money off all this all this property from Activision Blizzard. That's really funny. That's not what you were saying a couple of months ago. People think that ABK stops making money just because Microsoft will take them over. Right, they're making tons of money. Future COD still can be exclusive. Mo you know I love you, but it's hard to ever bother reading what you type if you're going to type that right now. Like, you can't be serious. You can't still type that and think that that future COD still can be exclusive. How? It's not all of Activision is only COD. What no what does that have to do with Cod ever going exclusive? The likelihood of Cod ever going exclusive is so small, we can almost say it's impossible. The possibility of it happening is so small. As long as PS exists, I get it, but there's still a chance. You 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 are literally doing the Jim Carrey dumb and dumber meme. You're literally doing that meme right now. So you're telling me there's a chance. Like, that's what you're doing. Bro, no. <laughs> like It's so unlikely. The probability of it happening, like, I feel like I, I'm sitting on Star Trek. They did this, they did an episode just the other night and Jordy came up with some theory about how his mom was still alive. And they asked Data if it was possible. And he was like, it is possible. However, he said... It's incredibly unlikely. <laughs> it's like, so, and guess what? Jordy's mom was not on the planet. Spoiler alert. She wasn't on the planet. Data was correct. It was so unlikely and so improbable that, no, that's not what happened. Your, your, your mom's ship didn't get pulled through some some, you know, subatomic funnel. The amount of money COD prints on PlayStation is astronomical. It'd be brain-dead decision to remove it. Right. Bill said COD will continue to be multi-plat. It's the shooter version of Minecraft. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. The only way you would see right, the only way that you would see, uh, Call of Duty go exclusive to console, to to, to Xbox, the only way you would see that happen is if PlayStation literally detonated their entire platform. They'd have to self-implode and disappear. Spoiling 30-year-old Star Trek episodes. I'm out. (laughs) Well, now I don't need to watch that episode of Star Trek. Thanks for spoiling it. What do you think happens when shipping Call of Duty to PlayStation costs more than it makes in the future? Wait. Wait. Amos, spell that out for me. How is shipping Call of Duty to PlayStation... How is it going to cost more than they make? I want you to spell that out for me. How how does that happen? That question makes no sense, right? Right, Brett? What do you mean? How Huh? So 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation, and you're envisioning a world that that becomes... It becomes so expensive to make Call of Duty for PlayStation that the 48% buying consumer base isn't enough for them to generate profit. Development time, many factors, homie. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If making your game is more expensive, it, it becomes so expensive that 48% of your consumers aren't enough to justify continuing to make it, then you're not talking about a game going exclusive, you're talking about a game going away. There's no freaking way. You you're 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 you're, you're establishing A broken business model it's if if it was so expensive for me to buy coffee let's say 48% of my coffee sales were dark roast if it became that expensive for me to grit to get the dark roast that the 48% of my buying consumers weren't enough to justify continuing to buy the dark roast I would shut it down if the cost got that high, if the cost to make Call of Duty ever gets that high, there will never be. There will be no more Call of Duty. It can be eighty twenty Xbox ecosystem split versus PlayStation in the future. It's not impossible. I need I need data. I need data to be like how how. how? How do you suddenly have 80-20 split with the Xbox ecosystem? In what... I don't... I don't still understand, man. I still understand. It doesn't make... I can't make... I can't make heads or tails why anybody would think that's even possible. every, Every metric we've analyzed, every report, every analyst we've looked at, that doesn't seem like it's even in the realm of possibility. The entire the entire gaming economy would have to completely change it would i don't understand you're talking about i'll be honest with you you're talking about millions of tectonic shifts within the within the gaming ecosystem and economy to bring that about millions of tectonic shifts so it would have to be So many big changes that impact other big changes that impact other big changes. And that's seemingly impossible to predict because one really big tectonic shift in the industry would create a litany of unforeseen consequences. You would need all of these massive tectonic shifts within the economy of gaming to line up perfectly for that to happen. You're talking about Doctor Strange. Flipping his head around and being like, "Yeah, there's one chance in the billions of permutations I've looked at that this happens." Like that's what you're saying. Like there's just no, I, there's no way that takes place. It's safe to say about 350 million of that is from PlayStation. Activision's Call of Duty rebounds with 800 million launch weekend. So, that's such so much money. Are you saying it's impossible for Xbox to have most Call of Duty players in the future? It is it is practically impossible. I am saying that, Amos. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying that. It's practically impossible. Sure. You could outline a Doctor Strange-like system where all of the right things happen to create a groundswell of movements to the Xbox ecosystem and say, "Oh, for yeah, sure, it's possible. It's practically impossible though. It's so improbable, it's not worth even entertaining the idea." What's the chance of Xbox 360 being closer to PS3 in market share after PS2 generation? I it's it's like talking to a glory days football player, man. I don't I what I don't even know what you're saying, bro. Like, I... the argument is contingent on Xbox staying hardware, and I just can't see that hardware in the 10 years' future. I'm highlighting that Microsoft always has an incentive to make it exclusive. okay hang on I'm trying to keep things from getting just explosive and me being unkind you think that there's always an incentive to make it exclusive why what, what are you talking about by Xbox I refer to the entire Microsoft gaming ecosystem yeah yeah why would you buy something the size of call of duty why are you claiming that what's, what's their incentive to make it to make the footprint of it smaller Xbox doesn't refer to hardware anymore. I know, I know. I'm tracking with you, Amos. I'm tracking with your logic on. Oh, th- but but, but I'm, I'm 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 pressing in on why would they ever do that? Why? Let's say that something happens over the course of the next ten years, and I'll give you a real generous figure. Let's say that only twenty five percent of the people who buy Call of Duty buy it on PlayStation. Why would there still be, why would there be an incentive to make it exclusive? That's still a ton of people. Do you see what I'm saying? Why do you think there's an ever-present incentive for Microsoft to make Call of Duty exclusive? What what's your basis for that? That seems bonkers to me. Shrinking the footprint of your software that you paid for and bought is going to hurt your revenue and profit generation. How do you justify doing that? Imagine that you're justifying this to your shareholders. Imagine, Amos, that you're in the position to justify making Call of Duty exclusive to your shareholders because you have a fiduciary duty to them. They're going to say, listen... If you cut off that market share, we stand to lose millions of dollars. Why are you doing this? Where are we going to make it back? Justify it from a business perspective. What's What's the strategy here? Like, there's too many entrenched economic realities. It would be like saying, well, it's certainly possible that this smaller burger joint can rival the size and reach of McDonald's it's but it's practically impossible bro that's microsoft's strategy w- what's microsoft's strategy you haven't said anything i didn't see you say anything what's microsoft's strategy microsoft's strategy i think is is selling software to as to as many places as you can that's what i think I think that's Microsoft's strategy, which is why everything you're saying feels woefully out of step. When I read this report and I see what Phil Spencer's saying, I'm like, no, bro, no. They're moving forward. They're they're moving forward to software sales. They want to be a game publisher. Microsoft can afford to lose at the beginning to gain later. (sighs) That's not an argument, bro. That's not an argument. They're really wealthy, so they can lose money at the beginning, gain it later. You think their shareholders are going to have that, I, that? that You think they're going to be okay with that? Yeah, no, that's fine. Our share value can plummet. We can lose millions of dollars. No, that's fine. Microsoft can afford to do this. What are you talking about? They can't... That, no, they can't do that. You can't just take it on the chin. Microsoft has admitted that they can't convert users. Yeah, they literally admitted that they've tried to convert people to their platform and they can't do it. Cody with a $20 tip through Super Chat. If the argument is COD coming to Game Pass will sweep PlayStation players over, you're forgetting Game Pass includes PC. I'd say more likely PC-based swells over Xbox. PS players not moving consoles for one game. Not to mention they'd have to buy a new console and then buy the subscription. Like, you're, you're, you're having to do two purchases instead of just buying the game they can convert users. When I j- ow. They've tried and then they've been unable. This is what's happening, Amos. You are still you are still in the stands cheering for a game that's over. You're like they can still do it. They can convert users. They can make cod exclusive and Microsoft's like that the game's over, bro. We're we're over here now. We're we're not doing that. No, we're we're playing a completely different game. Our game is that we can't beat Sony and Nintendo in a hardware land war. We can't beat them. We can't beat them with hardware distribution. We can't convert their users. So I tell you what we do. We're gonna buy up some of the biggest games in the Dadgum world, and we're gonna sell them on all those platforms. Sony's doing a great bang up job of saturating the market with hardware. Let's own one of the most successful pieces of property that's sold on that ecosystem. Let's make money from the users that we can't convert. It's an amazing strategy. They can always convert users in the 360 era. Xbox gained market share and PlayStation lost it. Like I said, I feel like I'm talking to a glory days quarterback. You are just, you're you're, you're out of touch with what's happening. In my opinion, I don't feel like you're looking at the big picture. You you literally think that they're going to do something that they said they're not doing. You're telling me right now they're going to do something and they can do something. They're telling you that they're not doing that. We can't convert the users. That's not our strategy. That's not it. Rubini Gaming with a $5 tip through Super Chat. Phil said... Uh, as long as there's playstation console cod will be on it and he wants it on the switch also that's exactly what I'm getting at kubini they want to sell software and they want to sell it everywhere you're talking about an old strategy old playbook it's like you woke up from a coma and you came to the business meeting and you're you're using the old playbook they're not using that playbook anymore because when they say they can't they are lying Okay, so now you've displayed that you're taking up an unfalsifiable position and it's not worth debating you. You are unworthy of debate. You have taken up an unfalsifiable position because when I point to evidence that they say we can't convert them, you're like, they're lying. Well, with respect, you're not worth talking to because as soon as you're faced with evidence that's contrary to your beliefs, you literally claim the company that you're defending is lying. No, yeah, that's false. That's false. They're lying. They can convert people. Why? Because I believe in it. Oh, okay. I mean, I, you can clap as much as you want, man. This ain't Peter Pan. And this ain't, this ain't Neverland, bro. That you, you've been, you've been faced with facts against your claim and your unfalsifiable position says, nope, they're lying. Microsoft's lying. Okay. is anything they say trustworthy then so why are you defending them 21 months from cat welcome back cat thank you for 21 months of membership like, when you take up a position, and then evidence comes out, and you're like, oh, they're lying, then why are you even talking about this? Because what's reliable for Microsoft? What are you basing your opinion on? If Phil Spencer and Microsoft and earnings calls and interviews and press briefings, if none of that's trustworthy, because when Microsoft says we can't convert those people to our platform, if they're lying when they say that, then none of it's trustworthy. So what's the point of even having the discussion? So it's impossible for Microsoft to make Call of Duty exclusive? Why? I've already explained why. Now you're doing the tactic of, I've lost the argument, so I'm going to wear him out by making him restate his case. It must be your first day here if you think you're going to wear me out. If they they cannot make Call of Duty exclusive because they have said their business plan and strategy for it is to sell it on PlayStation as long as PlayStation exists. Prior to them saying that Microsoft went on record saying it would not be profitable for them to do that. They have a fiduciary duty to their shareholders and if they suddenly cut off that amount of revenue, they'd have to justify the loss. You're talking about billions of dollars. You're talking about, according to Microsoft, if they shrunk the footprint of Call of Duty, it would invalidate their purchase of Activision Blizzard. That's why they can't do it. That's them saying that. They said if they made Call of Duty exclusive, it would invalidate the purchase. That's why it's not possible, bro. Again, you're out there fighting the good fight for Microsoft, and they're like, we're not, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's not what we're doing. That's not our strategy. That means the Activision Blizzard deal will go through without restrictions? I don't know. I'm not a regulator. The UK is finishing up, and then the EU is going to get their hands on them. Phil thinks it goes through middle of next year. He's confident it goes through. I think it goes through as long as they build enough confidence in the regulators that they won't restrict the market. Your channel's better than people with 500,000? Give me a couple years. I'll get up there. (laughs) I appreciate that. Morning, Lono. The man with both hands on the wheel while those on the left and the right are pulling as hard as they can to make the vehicle crash. yeah as far as as far as the deal going through i think it goes through as long as they can convince the regulators they won't restrict the market because that that was the biggest concern the biggest concern was call of duty like are you going to if you restrict that game that's tectonic to the market itself and they've said 10 times over that they're not going to do it just can't wait to come back at the end of this generation i'm gonna have a laugh a laugh about what Vengeance with a $10 tip through Super Chat. There's been a lot of stuff said today, and I'm kind of dumb, but my takeaway from this is that there's a universe somewhere where Sony doesn't exist, and that gives me hope. <laughs> that's good. That's good, Vengeance. Vengeance is, Vengeance is a big Xbox fan. That's funny. That's well done. You made a clear case for Activision Blizzard deal going through then. Restrictions will be imposed so that Microsoft doesn't make Call of Duty exclusive, as they always have an incentive to. I know, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna reread this. Restrictions will be imposed so that Microsoft doesn't make Call of Duty exclusive as they always have an incentive to. You've not established why they always have an incentive to. Microsoft has established they have an incentive to sell it everywhere. You're saying something that's contrary to facts, logic, and the very words from the company that you're defending. They they, they don't always have an incentive to make it exclusive. They have said quite the opposite. They have a business reason... They have, a, they have a profit reason to not do that. They've said the opposite of what you're saying. You've not substantiated why they always have an incentive to make it exclusive. What what are you substantiating that claim with? What? what? You can't use their own words. You can't use their own strategy and their own commitments. So what the heck are you talking about? I'm gonna need you to represent me properly. I'm a big anti-Sony fan. Listen, I know some of you guys are very, very much against award-winning games and, you know, ref- revenue generation and record profit sales and, and market saturation with consoles. I know that you don't like that. So I, it makes, I get it. <laughs> Damn all those game of the years out there. <laughs> these award-winning games award-winning third-person games okay Do you, are there a lot of game of the year are there a lot of game of the year first person games i wonder if we actually looked at that i wonder what the trend would be i'm dead serious i'm dead serious i actually wonder if there's a trend and I wonder if first-person games actually don't win Game of the Year a lot of the time. I wonder if there's a trend there. That'd be an interesting thing to look at. But yeah, Overwatch. But, I mean, outside of Overwatch, though, right? I'm trying to think of all the Game of the Year's of late. You know, Last of Us, God of War, uh, It Takes Two, Sekiro, Deathloop didn't win Game of the Year. Shut the frick up! SHUT UP ABOUT DEATHLOOP I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> frickin' Deathloop Return of one game of the year at BAFTA what'd Deathloop get over there? it's funny how Deathloop didn't do so hot the minute you weren't being nominated in an American Western environment gee I wonder why accrue to Papa with a $5 tip through Super Chat why take, the tame- why take the game off your competitor's console when you can make money from their player base that's what I'm saying you got to substantiate the reason they would ever do that. What's the ever-present reason they would want to make it exclusive? Xbox is doing better than ever. Microsoft isn't struggling. Oh my gosh. Nanya says Microsoft is saying that to get this deal to go through, uh, as that's what Sony is crying about. Microsoft could absolutely have an incentive to make COD exclusive if they wanted, if they want to foreclose Sony. <laughs> hey, look, guys, it's another liar. <laughs> I forgot about you, Nunia. I forgot. I thought we banned all the liars. I'm surprised you're still around. Just in here telling lies and saying things that aren't true. So funny. You know what's funny? Xbox fans don't like you either. <laughs> because you make Xbox fans look real dumb. They don't like you. <laughs> sony fans really don't like you but neither do xbox fans who have more than two brain cells to rub together (laughs) did he just say foreclose sony yeah he did yeah (laughs) i thought brazil was in your corner right Brazil was in your corner. You can't foreclose Sony even if you make Call of Duty exclusive, even though that's not what the conversation was ever about and that's not what the worry of Sony ever was. We're going to have to shut down if you take Call of Duty away. I thought Brazil was in your corner. I thought the deal was going to go through because Microsoft didn't have the ability to foreclose Sony, but now Microsoft has the ability to foreclose Sony, which is it? you got to make up your mind. And the whole Sony is crying thing. I love that. I love that. Is it hard? Is it hard to watch the CEO of your favorite company constantly talk about how great PlayStation is? Is that a hard pill to swallow? Bill Spencer's out here talking about how great PlayStation is. (laughs) And creating market confidence in the PlayStation platform. Like, imagine Apple doing that. Imagine the CEO of Apple having to do countless interviews, really giving confidence and market confidence in the consumers for Android. How great would that feel? It must be really bothersome to you guys that worship Xbox like some sort of a deity to watch them constantly be in the headlines praising PlayStation and creating consumer confidence in the competitor. It really seems to have you guys ruffled and riled up. I could care less. I'm not a fanboy. I'm interested in the business aspect of the industry. Yes, because people who do business analysis use terms like Sony is crying. You're quite the business intellectual. And you've also established that Microsoft could foreclose Sony if they wanted. You seem like you have a degree in business. Where did you get it? Guy in an alley with a box of crayons? 2016 was the last time an FPS got any love, even in the nomination, says Eugene. Yeah, Game of the Years don't favor first-person shooters that much. Lona, I was telling you... All right, hang on, Derek. Hang Hang on, hang on. Come on. I'm beating somebody up. This is the part that I was talking about earlier. So many chuckleheads who just hate anything that isn't exactly what they want while I sit here and say Game Pass ain't for me and feel happy for others. Right. I actually respect Big Daddy Phil uh, to being a gamer at heart more than just a suit. He loves games. That's what I mean. Like, I like what Phil Spencer is doing, but I'm telling you right now, Tony is crying to regulators. Yeah, see, that's not not intellectual business analysis. That's fanboyism. Tony is doing what they're supposed to do they were asked if they had concerns and they responded you understand that what sony has done is a requirement of the actual investigation and the regulators analysis of the situation but again you're not a fanboy but you're gonna call it crying yeah My statement on foreclosure was in regards to the future. If they manage to flip enough PlayStation users to Xbox, making COD exclusive could be devastating. And it's hilarious in your incredibly intellectual and robust business analysis. You seem to have ignored where Microsoft said they can't convert PlayStation users and they have a, a revenue motivation to continue to sell all of the Blizzard Activision titles on the PlayStation platform beyond Call of Duty. So you don't seem to be upgraded in your analysis of the situation. Have you read any of the articles? Your fanboyism just doesn't like me say Sony is crying. Even Jaffe said they're crying. Is he a fanboy? (laughs) Jaffe! He cites Jaffe! Can't make it up! You can't make it up, chat, every time! Every time. I'm not a fanboy. I'm not a fanboy. They're crying. Do you know who else is they're crying? Jaffe. <laughs> Talk about an own goal. <laughs> Talk about a self-owned. Just turn around and kick the ball in your own goal, bro. Jaffy. He turns around. <laughs> yeah scored a goal. No, you didn't. You you kicked it in kicked it in your own, bud. <clears throat> Where did Microsoft say they can't convert PS users? They converted a lot in the 360 generation. There it is, chat. There it is. Glory Days quarterback. There it is, guys. You go they can convert PlayStation users. Do you remember the 360? member Barry's glory day quarterback argumentation. Look at the market now and listen to what Microsoft is saying. You just sound you just, you guys just sound silly. You're defending Microsoft in a way that isn't even substantiated by Microsoft's own claims and commentary. You just sound silly. You sound you sound silly. The 360, bro. You remember that? Member Berries? Do you remember? (laughs) I feel like the next stage of the argument is the wait is over next year. (laughs) What What in the heck? Nothing to do with glory days. Everything to do with most people buying consoles aren't obsessed with the brand name stamped on the box. Empty platitude that doesn't contribute to the conversation and it's unsubstantiated by the market trends. Most people aren't buying consoles they're not obsessed with the brand name stamped on the side of the box. Okay. Well, all of the market trends evidence the fact that people continue to buy and foster their own brand loyalty and commitment and Microsoft has said in recent commentary that they cannot convert PlayStation users to their platform. Like, again again it's just microsoft comes out and says we have we have a a plan we're planning on making revenue in perpetuity on these platforms with the blizzard activision property they're playing such a bigger game and you're like yeah but 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 they could if they wanted to the frick no they're literally saying, we aren't going to do that. We can't really do that. It wouldn't be viable. It wouldn't make economic sense. It wouldn't be profitable. We have plans to continue to sell Activision Blizzard properties beyond Call of Duty on the PlayStation platform. As long as there's a PlayStation out there, we're going to be shipping to it. But they could! They could if they wanted to. You're literally Kevin Hart's dad going, You good? You good? You lo- you lost a fight. Why are you saying that? What do you mean you good? Like I oh I could have beat him up if I really tried. Like what what are we even saying? They're not going to do it, and they've given tons of reasons why they won't and why they can't. And you're like yeah, but they could if they really wanted to. Me too. Yeah, they really could. Yo, detective sees with an eight month membership. Been saying for a while, Microsoft will profit off Sony users having to purchase Microsoft owned studio games. It's a smart business from a business degree owner. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you mean? Why would they do this? Their plan is so much bigger and better than going exclusive with anything. By the way, Detective Siege, you want to get off of base membership. Base membership starting in December is only intended for gifted memberships. I need everybody with a membership to jump up to full. It's a dollar difference. It's a $6 membership instead of 5 I need all paying members to either be at a base or a VIP. Use the exclamation point upgrade command to do that. Same cyber with a $5 tip. That's like saying size doesn't matter how you use it. Sorry, I know it's inappropriate, but it made me laugh. Thank you. $5 tip from AOZ. I've been laughing all morning. Reforge is the best. Let's go full. It's way deeper than that. I just can't type so many words in a live chat. I don't understand how it's deeper than the fact that Microsoft has come out and said in five different ways, there is not a universe where we make these games exclusive. And you're like, but they could if they wanted to. Direct me where I see this quote with Microsoft saying they can't convert PS users. Homie, I've been covering this so much. What article was that, Eugene? There was an article in the initial stages where they were basically defending their lack of market share, and they talked about how they haven't been able to convert Sony users. It was in one of those articles where they were basically saying, we're not a threat to the market. I just... The the fact... It was, yeah, was it the Brazilian filings? It... Regardless of that one point, everything else, Sony, I'm sorry, everything else that Microsoft has said points to the fact that this is what we're doing, this is the plan, and you're like, but they could if they wanted to. You're like the little yippy mouthy dog being like, well, my dad could beat you up if he really wanted to, and he's walking away. It's like they're walking away from this exclusivity like console moving fight and you're still over there saying, yeah, but if they really wanted to, they could. You're going off what they said to the regulators to get ABK. Oh, do you see chat? He landed the plane unfalsifiable position. So Microsoft's lying. If it doesn't line up with your prediction interacting with you is entertaining but it's fundamentally a waste of time because you will literally hold your position with like a vice like white knuckled grip all the way to the death it doesn't matter what microsoft has said they're lying to get the deal to go through it's entertaining to knock you around the room for a few minutes but you literally just did what the last guy did You prove that your position's unfalsifiable. It's like, if I find evidence contrary to what I think and believe, I'm just gonna claim it's a lie. The last guy said that. So Microsoft's just lying to the regulators. ABK is Activision Blizzard. It's like how people summarize it. Nah, the point is that most people are going to go to the platform that offers them more games for less money. They're always competing for new generations of games. (sighs) Yeah, Activision Blizzard King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to say King. ABK, Activision Blizzard King. It's, It's a big purchase. It's like their stock ticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a $10 tip from Rysik I'm strictly PlayStation there's not enough original games on the Xbox to convert me to the system and I like Cobb but it's not enough to make me switch everyone with a brain understands that Microsoft will play themselves down for the acquisition this isn't a surprise and now we have condescension everyone with the brain right right mm-hmm yeah all of us don't have brains because we've read Microsoft's commentary and been like yeah they aren't doing so well in the console race they aren't doing so well in the footprint of consumer saturation and growth yeah they haven't been able to convert PlayStation users those are all things that are demonstrated in the market but we don't have brains and we should look at that and go I know what's really going on. See, they're lying. They're lying. They could actually convert Sony users if they want. They could foreclose Sony if they want. None of this is true. They're they're not, to, I have a brain. The rest of you don't have a brain. See, I see what's really going on here. Yeah, Microsoft, they could totally do this. It stands against all reason and commentary from them, even economic analysis of what their shareholders would say, but I, I they could still do it if they wanted to. There are some PlayStation users that will never convert. This is their Xbox users that Sony will never convert. Yeah, the Blight Survival game. I didn't get a chance to check it out. No, no, no. I have both. I think Xbox multiplayer features, in my opinion, are far superior to PlayStation in terms of inviting people to party chat. The entire operating system on Microsoft is a thousand times better than Sony's operating system. Sony's operating system feels outdated and clunky, and it feels like they've they've refused to change it. They've just made an old, clunky, poorly designed system look a little nicer. Xbox's entire operating system, party system, all of it's far superior devil's advocate if Xbox had Sony level games that were exclusive do you think they would convert I don't think they would convert but they would probably get people to buy their console on the basis of those games like do you understand what I'm saying I don't think you're going to move the needle enough ever. It's too difficult. Like Microsoft is literally saying we are done fighting this fight and you've got guys in my chat. that are like, they could, if they wanted to, they totally could, they could totally make COD exclusive and they could totally start to sell more Xboxes. Cause you remember the 360, they could totally do it if they wanted to. And Microsoft's like, no, we're not doing that. We are going to start selling software. Like these games are software. We're done fighting this fight. We're never going to close the gap on console saturation. We've got a bigger, longer form plan. It's a 900 IQ play. We're done doing this. So, so, so the people that are like, oh, but they could if they wanted to. No, that that's not even on the table. To Papa with a $5 tip, check Discord. Adding context that destroys their argument. <clears throat> a coup to Papa says maybe context and not backing up that guy in chat, but during the Xbox 360 days, Microsoft did gain a lot of people. That's because there was a major lack of trust in the PlayStation 3 at the beginning. That changed with the Xbox One, where the perception switched and Microsoft hasn't switched it back and really doesn't have to with their current business plan. Like, there they're, yeah that's exactly right like I think that's the point is you're you're not seeing that Microsoft is actually making an incredible move they're saying all right look instead of trying to convert instead of trying to catch up to the PlayStation and console saturation sales let's do something completely different let's just buy up the software. And let's specifically target the software that's crushing it on mobile. And let's specifically target the software that sells incredibly well on the Sony platform. So we benefit from Sony's market saturation. It's a genius plan. And you're putting on like the caveman glasses and you're going, but, but they could make it exclusive and they could convert if they really wanted to. They're just saying that. To the regulators to get the deal to go through no they're quite literally telling you why they're doing this and you're like nah dude i'm not listening they literally are telling you we we can't do this we can't win it's not our plan you want to know our plan is Our plan is to sell all this amazing property on all these platforms. Oh, and not just Call of Duty. This is from the Brazil paper. Okay. The fact that rival consoles enjoy broad brand loyalty. Rival consoles have built a strong reputation and enjoy a high degree of player loyalty as demonstrated by best SEO research companies. Uh, It is unlikely that a significant number of current users of PlayStation and Nintendo consoles migrate to Xbox as a result of hypothetical strategy of exclusivity in relation to Activision Games Blizzard. So according to research, there's, there's best SEO research companies, there's a litany of actual research that has led them to say it ain't happening. We can't get a significant number of current users to migrate through strategy of exclusivity what you're saying is unsubstantiated again it's like this weird belief it's like it's like I I don't know it's like I'm talking to a zealot it's like I'm talking to a zealot you know no that's not true that's not true so all those SEO company research all that data it's not true no it isn't true they could convert them if they wanted to they could do it if they went exclusive research and data says otherwise Eugene says stop rewriting history the 360 days Microsoft had a year head start was $100 more and had a third failure rate that led to people buying more consoles than normal and they still lost the sales battle yeah long term 360 actually did lose that the the quantity battle that's the other thing I'm pointing to the 360 era you're pointing to the 360 era the reality is that Activision's strategy of retaining games Blizzard not distributing them at rival console stores would simply not be profitable for Microsoft yeah so Microsoft says in two different ways according to third party SEO research companies we would not get people to migrate with exclusivity second point oh also exclusivity wouldn't be profitable and yet you are still insisting they could if they wanted to Don't you see why I was shooting people down so strongly? I was like, it's not possible. They're not going to do it. This is not rooted in fanboyism. It's not rooted in anti-Microsoft diatribes. It's rooted in facts. It's rooted in what Microsoft has said. And it's rooted in a bigger vision for Microsoft strategy that actually sees how intelligent and how profitable this deal will be for them. Like, My argument is actually pro-Microsoft. They're going to do amazing with this strategy. I have a bigger and maybe even a more respectful view of their strategy. You're thinking like an old-school console tribalist. Like, you're outdated. You're outdated. That's That's not the plan anymore. It was the market leader for the most part of that gen. To make the money side more obvious... Say you have six hundred thousand cod players on sony you might get 50 to maybe a hundred thousand to switch so you just lost 35 million to 38 million in sales right that's why you just you could never substantiate it you'd have to move so many people you wouldn't be able to move enough to justify the losses tatia was just joking when he when he just told sony let us compete No, it's rooted in your interpretation of what they've said. Microsoft knows that hardware is not the future. My interpretation of what they've said? I'm not interpreting anything. I read it at face value. They have literally said demonstrated by best SEO research companies, it's unlikely that a significant number of PlayStation and Nintendo users would convert or migrate underneath a hypothetical strategy of exclusivity. They have also said it wouldn't be profitable. These are just factual statements. I'm not interpreting anything. You're interpreting everything as either oh, they're just saying that to get the deal to go through. Like like I said, you're just a liar. You, As soon as you came in, I started reading what you said. I was like, yeah, that's one of the liars that I thought we ran out of here. You don't say things that are truthful. You're a dishonest person. I don't like interacting with people like you. You're dishonest. You don't argue in good faith. You reinterpret comments to, f- to fit your... To fit your uh, narrative, and then when you're faced with just blanket statements from the company, you're either going to tell me they're lying and just saying it to get the deal to go through, or now you're accusing me of interpreting the comments in a certain way. I know, I wanted to play Entropy Center today. Looks so good. Don't forget he moves goalposts. Yeah, it just isn't enjoyable to debate with people that are just dishonest. Like, it just, it's not, it's just not enjoyable. I despise liars. You just twist what I'm actually saying. No, you've said numerous things today that are just, they're false. We've proven them false. We've proven them to be untrue. And when you're faced with those things, you simply say, well, that's not, they're just saying that they get the deal to go through. Microsoft's not being truthful. They're saying those things. And then, oh, and then I point out from the Brazil article, you said, oh no, they never said that. They never said they couldn't convert PlayStation users. And I point to the evidence. It's actually third-party research that pointed to that conclusion, and you just ignore it. ARXR, thanks for seven months of membership. ARXR, you're on a base membership. You need to use the upgrade command and get on a full membership. It's a dollar more. We don't want anybody on base membership going into December. That's designed for gifted members only. Name one. Homie, virtually everything you've said is false. You haven't said a true thing yet today. You you came in and just immediately started making false claims. Also to make the point, I'm very pro Microsoft. I own both consoles and I want both to keep competing as it improves the market. reliving the glory days the glory days where they've rewritten history to make them glory days you twisted what i meant by foreclose sony i was speaking in regards to the future if they could flip enough would be playstation owners everything anyone is saying is opinion including you no no market analysis and research and projections are not opinion it's informed it's informed trajectory predictions it's not opinion Like, you don't know the difference between opinion and informed projection or informed speculation. So, I would love to see you sit down at an earnings call meeting or a boardroom meeting when they say, all of our market analysis and the SEO research that we've done with these companies, this is what we're projecting. We're projecting that an exclusivity deal would not convert users to our ecosystem. Well, that's just your opinion, Dave. No, it's not. It's research-based projections which lead to conclusions and strategy. And everything you were saying was in contrary to it. And you said that they never said that. I found where they did say that. And you just ignore it. It's not opinion. Like, the market analysis and the strategies and these projections and these plans that they're coming together with, it's based on evidence. It's based on facts and research. You think they're going to do this based on opinion? Solid Snake with four months currently waiting on reviews to come in for Ragnarok. By the way, keep the great content. Guys, if you are a member, we're going to be switching to a members only stream in a few moments. And we're going to be looking at the God of War Ragnarok reviews. We're going to be doing show prep for the second show. The second show is going to be us doing a review rundown with no spoilers. Depends on what you meant by converting PS users. You meant current users or future would-be users. And some current users are absolutely convertible. I can show you thousands who have switched. Oh. The goalposts moving and the retreating and the backpedaling every time. Every time. Little dash of dishonesty, little dash of cowardice and here we sit, 25 minutes wasted. Solid Snake, thank you for upgrading to a full membership. That yeah, thousands guys. 120 million PlayStation 4s in circulation. PlayStation 5, spe- you know, speculated to surpass that by the time the life cycle of the console's over, but you know, a couple thousand people jeepers And no spoilers. Yeah, we're gonna be looking at we're gonna be looking at reviews together in members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will only look at reviews that have no spoilers. Yo, Behemoth just gifted five members. We're gonna bring some of y'all with us. <laughs> Nunya, of course, Nunya gets one. Austin Cardwell, Ronald Mayday, TJ Rage got one, and Tiny Toot. My kids would love that name, Tiny Toot. Listen, if you just got a gifted membership, you can upgrade that membership for one dollar, and it'll be a full membership. Starting next month. Gifted members will not have access to all of the members-only content. So if you are currently paying for your own membership, you are going to want to convert to a full membership or VIP. It's only a dollar. Go look up PS PS fan switch to Xbox and look at the video. Worse yet, the comments. Dishonest people and liars spin what someone is saying to suit their narrative. You said that they could convert people and they could foreclose Sony if they could get enough people to convert. You're, you're speaking in a fantasy land and what you're saying is not substantiated by anything Microsoft has said. And if your opinions are based on YouTube comments, I don't, I, I just, I have no, and Jaffe, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I really don't. Hey, Tiny2 just upgraded to a full membership. Thank you so much. My phone won't let me sub as a full member. <coughs> it if you close chat, can you click on see perks and upgrade? There we go. Imori just upgraded a full membership. Get those upgrades in, guys. Base membership is designed for... for it'll be like a trial membership going forward. We're not calling it a trial membership yet, but probably in December, I'm going to rename that membership tier to Reforged Trial Member, because they're only going to get to see some of the members-only content. What would, Microsoft ever want to foreclose Sony... Imagine listening to the literal trillion-dollar company making financial statement, and then responding with nah, that's just your opinion." Yeah, what did? Hang on. Somebody said Top G said reforge my comments. Why Xbox buying their way into the gaming? Sony worked hard for the last twenty years to get where they're at. Uh, I'm not sure what you said, Top G. Why is it okay for Xbox to buy their way into the game? Sony worked hard for the past twenty years to get where they're at. I mean, bro, you can act like Sony's out, not out here purchasing companies and investing in investing in stuff to to grow and get where they are come on come on bro take your sony glasses off don't sony worked hard to get where they are sony did a lot of the same stuff bro (laughs) what are you talking about sony bought up companies sony bought up market share like they they, they're not that different (laughs) they're not that different brother Thanks, Mama. <laughs> I'd go back and sit down. All that Thanks, Mama. <laughs> uh oh, I forgot to do the ones from last night. That's fine. This is why I love this show. You call both sides out. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the, I don't buy into the whole like Sony worked hard and Microsoft's just buying their way in. Come on, that's not, that's not rooted in in an analysis of what's happened. It sounds like you're, you know, you're pro Sony. Publisher did Sony buy? Uh, I mean, okay, fair point. I don't know if they've bought publishers, but are you going to act like Sony hasn't done a very similar strategy of buying up portions of the market so that they could then have footholds? Are you going to act like one of the reasons that Sony has an amazing foothold with Call of Duty is because they paid for exclusivity deals? Bro. The very reason that they have one of the reasons they have the market share they have with Call of Duty is because they paid money to get it. Don't kid yourself. What are you talking about? You think Sony makes up the percentage of Call of Duty purchases by accident or just because they're awesome and swell? No, they paid money. They invested a lot of money over the years with the the eSports purchases and, and exclusivity that they paid for and the maps and the guns, and the early access. Are you kidding me? Call of Duty exclusivity deals that Sony bartered and fought for are one of the primary reasons they have an insane foothold with Call of Duty, which is one of the reasons they can argue what they're arguing. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, hang on a minute. (laughs) We are going to be heading uh, to members only. Keep in mind, again, if you're not a member, now's a great time to become a member because I do free live streaming with virtually no advertisements during the streams and we live off of memberships. And I want you to feel like you're missing out a little bit. Like, oh, hey, we'll be back in a little bit to do the God of War Ragnarok review stream. We will. But I want you to feel like, oh, man... I I don't get to keep watching. Yep. That's right. You can watch the next stream, no problem. But I need people to start to buy into the vision of value that we offer here. The fact that you get so much free content with no ads during it. Uh, Members time. uh, Spoiler free. Ragnarok. Review. uh, Research. So we're going to research and look at all these reviews. Spoiler free. So that way we can do show prep for the next show alright I'm gonna put a link in chat thank you so much behemoth by the way for gifting members at the tail end of the show that's not what I meant to do there you go that link is where we are headed if you don't want if you don't want to deal with redirect click that link so you can head to the next stream it's a members only stream Thanks so much for clicking on this. You're a member, and we're going to be looking at the God of War Ragnarok reviews. The embargo dropped like 60 seconds ago. This is going to be a show prepping for the actual God of War Ragnarok review stream. This is a benefit to you as a member. It'll be spoiler free. We will not be looking at anything with spoilers. I think most of the reviews will be spoiler free. That's probably a request that Santa Monica made. We're going to be taking a look at that, we're going to be prepping for the next show. This is a huge benefit to you as a member. I need you, if you're watching this, to check your membership tier and don't be on a base membership. Be on full or be on VIP. We will be, we will be dividing the the, sort of the sub base in December. Like base membership is designed for gifted members. They'll get to see some of the members only content, but not all of it. So I need you to go to your profile on mobile and go to channels and memberships and then upgrade to base or VIP or use the join page the membership page I'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over who is a member and then when we're done here we're going to head over and do a